Hey everyone, before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to welcome back the Second Print Comics Podcast as the official sponsor of this episode. The Second Print Comics Podcast is run by two great guys, Mark and Remzo. Episodes drop every Wednesday and feature some of the biggest, best, and even sometimes worst comics from the past. But no matter what, it's always a podcast that I look forward to each and every week. And I really, I don't say that lightly. Some recent shows had featured the first trade of Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk, the Zero Hour event, and also Alpha Flight. Some things there, one of them, a DC thing that I really, really enjoyed listening to. And to tell you how much I do really like the Second Print Comics podcast, I am a subscriber to their Patreon. I have been a Patreon for quite some time now and really, really enjoy all of the shows that they do. And so what we're going to do here, I'm going to guide everyone. I'm going to take you by your hand, put your hand out. I'm going to grab your hand and I'm going to guide you through this process because this is what we're going to do. We're going to go and search out Second Print Comics podcast wherever we listen to podcasts and you subscribe to that. That's number one. Then we're going to listen to the episodes as they drop on Wednesday. That's easy enough, right? Then go to at Second Print Pod on both Twitter and Instagram and follow them. And go to their website at secondprintcomics.com and their Patreon at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. And there's one final step then. The final step is to come and thank me. And I always want the praise and the accolades. So come and thank me for turning you on to such a great podcast run by really two awesome guys. I really Really enjoy listening to them. And I said it before when they were doing this before with us, the idea that it's not just the comics that make me come back. It is Mark and Remzo, their chemistry and their humor. And I do think that it aligns really, really well with what me and Eric do. So go and check it out. You can then, and I actually demand that you thank me later. And thanks, guys. And we're going to go off now to this week's episode. You do, cause it's called the Get Fresh Crew. You review the books, get shaved dirty looks, now that wrong time to say poo-poo. Poo-poo. Hello and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the swampiest of things, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 402. 402, legacy number 6,328, Eric, as we all know by now. It's like saying that spectacular Spider-Man's numbers go with amazing Spider-Man numbers. exactly. You just add everything. People don't realize any DC Comics Podcast I've added to our legacy (laughs) number. It's, It's all of us. We're all in it together, Eric, as they sung on your favorite TV slash movie, High School Musical. And here we are. It is episode yeah. 402. <laughs> and if you aren't aware, we do have a Friday night, thank God it's Friday deal, where that is where we get ape, Eric. We, we go bananas, as they say. And so I think that this episode, the regular weekly episode here, I think this is where you get the pinkies up. All the weirdos out there, pinkies oh, up. This fancy. is fancy. This is a fancier uh, you know, more refined podcast here is what we're going to be doing, Eric. And I figured since you that was the case, me. I'm telling you and them. Okay. And since that's the case, I did think that to set the mood for that, I ended up coming up 
with kind of a song to get that kind of refined deal, black tie event sort of deal. I know that Do you, you probably tie? end up having no. I okay. think that you end up having a tuxedo shirt, though, probably I somewhere there. But it'd be cool. But here, we're going to set the mood here. It. Yeah, really. We're going to set the mood <laughs> for the refined bit of this podcast. Here we go, Eric. Who else in the level car say yeah? yeah! Hit me! Come on, Eric. See, science. isn't this refined? I, I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. Give this, Eric. It just makes, it makes me happy. So it's a happy, refined song. So that gets everybody in the mood. We're ready to go. I'll probably hit that like 17 the times for tonight. Yes, it is. Pinkies up, all you weirdos. And with that, if you want to get a hold of all the things that we do, go over to the Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review most of the books that you'll hear about tonight and on the other podcast as well. Then also go to our Instagram at Weird Science Comic. And then finally go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can help us out with all the stuff we do, give us encouragement, but also get a ton of shows in return. One of the big ones picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> they ended up picking, and it is the Patreon spotlight, the badass spotlight that we do every Thursday night. This week they picked some bangers, as they say. Newbie in the Amazons, number five, and Batman of the Night, number two. And even thinking Post about Penultimate, beginning. Too, as I'm reading the Wonder Woman to get ready for this podcast tonight, we end up having the backup and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, they really should have gotten that Newbie in the Amazons out. Everybody's like, everything's ready to hit that trial for the Amazons. We should have had that out already. But that is what was picked. So if you want to hear that, go over to the Patreon. Now, with that, we want to give a little salute to all of our Patreons, but in particular, the badasses, Eric, this is what we like to call them. This is, see, it's refined. This is moving yeah, quick, yeah. right? This is the badass spotlight, Eric. Oh, my God. A refined person would not go, uh, uh. They wouldn't do that, Eric, so I'm not going to. I, I won't go, uh, uh. Nader Tater, Ted Prost, I love Punchline, Michael S. Bars, Polly Cam, Joseph Watts, Sick Matt Brazer, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy, Matches Ballone, Neil Key Ward, I think he's in a movie coming up right here, David, I think, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jagger, Algin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer back again. Thanks for coming back there. Uh, Billy Boy, Ruben, Carlos, Lomoth Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Manship, I'm telling you, because I can't hear myself over this, but I'll tell you later. Uh, Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, plus I'm excited. Uh-huh. Our man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, our man Rob Lewis, a B Muir, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo, and Double A Ron coming ooh, out ooh. of that Minnesota M-I-N-N, as they say uh, in the hood. Min. Is that Min being Min? The old right? Min. Yeah, oh, man. It's, times are tough in the Min. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Oh, my God. They have drive-by cheese curds or something like that over there. They got a lot of fried really? stuff there. Yeah. That's what you got? Drive-by cheese curds? That's all I got. I didn't have much. Like, what, drive-by ice fish? I'm just saying, is it like a food truck? Yeah, it's, it's, they throw it out at you. It's like one of them parades where they're throwing out the candies and throw the cheese curds. Still, like, molten hot. Ah, they're all getting it in the face and stuff. 
the face, neck, and chest area. I'm just burned. sitting there trying to figure out how to spice up my uh, French fries, and all of a sudden, drive-by curds. I'm like, yeah, oh my exactly. god, routine refined. Eric, this is the pinkies up deal of this podcast, and I think Thank that most you, cheese people, man, most people so far would probably agree. Very refined podcast going on right now, laser focused, all of that. But with that, we're going to change things up a little. We're not going to go right to the books. This is a bit of a change, and it's something that we would not do every week, obviously, because we're going to go off right now doing something that we promised a couple weeks ago and didn't do. It's the $25 do or die pull list. See what we would have it on right about now. When you were young and you could afford every book You used to buy everything that they give You know you did, you know you did, you know you did But if this ever-changing world we're living makes you give in and cry $25 do or die $25 do or Ah, yes, Eric, everything needs a theme song, as you know. Uh, here we are with our $25 do or die pull list. That's like the third time that we've played that for this segment. Every time I forget about it until the last second. But I, I completely forgot about it as we well. Are. Yeah, yeah, we ended up. I, I ended up because we haven't done it in a while, the $25 do or die pull list. And we were going to do it a couple weeks ago, and we ended up having a bunch of things. And then I said, now ah, we'll, we'll wait a bit. And I figured, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to do this week uh, because the idea solicits just came out. Some things canceled, some things whatever. And so we're going to do that here. And we'll, we'll end up coming in and out of this. But, Eric, I think that it would be right for you to explain to maybe people who haven't heard this before because it was something that you ended up coming up with. And uh, I, I thought that, Eric, it was a, a, a bit of a stroke of genius. It was. I, I'll give you. I, mean, I just want to compliment talk about? you tonight. The do or die pull list. Can oh, you okay. just explain what it is? Well, the idea is for every month you have $25 to put down on DC Comics. And yes, only DC Comics. And the question is, with that $25, tax not included, because that will always going to screw you. So tax not included, what books would you get from DC Comics each and every month? And And again... I've heard people, well, I'm in Canada. And they're, they're, stop it. Look, stop it. <laughs> stop your nonsense. And, and so with that, too, we I, have I had, can't make up rules for everything. I, I always try to end up doing like craziness where I'll add some things. And when you ended up saying DC only, I'm like, all right, let me get rid of them two mangas there. That's right. I didn't. But the one thing about this is, is we, we did this a while back and we ended up having a bunch of the books go up in price since then. And things like that. And we did have people say, well, can it be the $30? Put? No, no, no. no. The, the whole play of this is that screws you. And things like a weekly book will screw you as well. So that's the fun of it, trying to make Kind of. The thing is, I don't work. even think about that because I almost at one point put Detective Comics uh, on my list just to piss you off. No, but no. not even thinking about the idea that it is a weekly book because I just think of it as Very any weekly. kind of normal monthly deal. Yeah, and that would that would really kill you. That that would be almost your whole deal with that. So that, that kind of though, and, and the idea of this isn't just what you love. And it, this isn't our top five books or whatnot, right? This is kind more of the idea. Well, it's more the idea though. At a point, you might end up having to finagle some things and something if if Urban Legends was my favorite. It's not. But if it was, I might not put it on because I it, would, it's, that it's my much favorite money. Book. Yeah, but it's eight bucks and you might like 
a bunch I'm not of missing them out on something that is my much. favorite something yeah, but to get other thing. things I don't care about say as much. My favorite book's Nightwing, and Nightwing's eight bucks, but I really do like Robin, Flash, and something else. I might go with the quantity of what I do really like instead of that one big one that would screw me out, and I'd almost have to take some know. of those off the deal. Uh, but what is your do or die pull list? My do or die pull list, and thankfully this time around, I only have one book that is at four ninety nine, and that is the also awesome Action Comics right now at the War World War World Saga. So Action Comics at four ninety nine, Dark Knights of Steel, that hidden fantasy gem that's coming out right now at three ninety nine, DC versus Vampires. Who doesn't want to get their suck on with a little bit of monster books at three ninety nine? Robin, I always need to have a Robin book in my life. I'm so happy that it's now personally. I always want to have a Tim Drake going on. If I can't have that, Damian Wayne will do fine as a Robin, especially with the turn that he's been doing, becoming a more mature and, I don't know, less violent Damian Wayne. I enjoy that. And that's three ninety nine. The Flash, Wally West, another one of my favorite characters, need to be hicking up that book because even though I'm not currently liking what Wally's doing in his own adventures, the West kids are having some fun stuff that I need to be reading. And hopefully now that we're past the Eclipso arc – we can get back to doing some proper Wally West stuff and honestly, West family stuff in general. Not to mention the Buddy Baker side as well with Animal Man. And on top of that, we have Task Force Z, another monster book at three ninety nine because you know, you know I have to know what's going on with that Lazarus the resin. Wolf Man. Is the Wolfman in that? I, I heard he might be. Oh, he's not. <laughs> it would be on That's my pull list. It would be on my pull list if it was, Eric. Uh, Imagine there's so a creature commando book. Yours ends up almost coming up to 24 24.94. Yeah, yeah. I figured it would because we have a similar deal except minus the four ninety nine books. So I know that I end up with a dollar left, a dollar and change, Eric, which, you know, who knows think what I can do with that. I mean, seriously, that's probably more money than I actually do have. But. Here is my deal. Nightwing is on their three ninety nine. I'm not loving it, you know, every issue, but as a whole, my favorite character, and I like it enough. And there's a lot of feel good, good books and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I don't feel like it's something that I'm ashamed to have on there. But I also have Robin on there, like you said. And my problem at this point, though, Nightwing, Robin, and I even had some others. I'm like, I don't want all Batman. Do you say that? I saw you on Twitter today doing your top five DC comic book characters on there. I'm like, everyone's a Bat family family book, like characters separate from Barry Allen. Yeah, Barry Allen got in there because (laughs) of that. I mean, I'm telling you, I even talked to Optimus Prime. You know, and it's one of those. Reggie ended up always saying this, but when I was really thinking of it, first off, you know that there's nothing that's my thing. So I'm there. Oh, this is easy. Nightwing and pretty much Dick Grayson, yeah. Robin, you know, Damian Wayne. Uh, who else now? And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, why don't I like things as much as other people? But I do like Barry Are you Allen looking Flash. at the man in the mirror? Yeah, I was. And it was not looking back at me very well. I saw this guy. He looked like he was dressed up like a, a, a general. I'm oh. like, oh, my God, it's the image maker. Oh. We end up I just where to think so, that you're walking around the house yeah, dressed I'm like there. a general. <laughs> hey there, people. Damn you, image maker. I'm like, I'm general. General malaise is what I tell them. And they're like, yeah, we kind of figured that out then. Uh, no, but when I went with the characters, Harley was at one point would have been on my top Such five. Such a weird thing. I saw you talk about that. I'm like, I don't even know who you yeah, are anymore. it would have been on my like, around Because I know you love Punchline. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I do. And And even with that going on. You end up where the idea of, like, when I have those tough, like, there's a lot of characters all together. That's why I kind of said about this do or die pull list where things that are my favorite book are, are never really, like, a, a, so much far removed from everything else. They're always really neck and neck. But, yeah, and Catwoman ended up making that list a little second because of Harley because I'm not really digging 
Harley as a well, whole. Well, if there's right many now. solicits coming out with Harley and Catwoman having a freaking ladies' night out, I bet you can't wait. Oh my goodness, I can't. We were talking about that. Felt room, room. Right? Half the time when Harley and Catwoman get together, you might Scissors. get that. The sirens deal, but then the next time they hate each other, at least Catwoman's annoyed. I just don't get it. But yeah, Robin, then of course, like you said, that hidden gem, Dark Knights of Steel, uh, which is three ninety nine, And really, uh, the reason why I was really happy about it. We didn't really like that last issue it, very much, but you know, it was still a good still issue. Good. It's still, the whole series is very good. And Book of the Year last year for a lot of folks. Seriously, when you were doing <laughs> your list, did you not think that Dark Knights of Steel was going to be four ninety nine? I oh, thought yeah. it was going to be a five dollar. I had this book. list a while ago, so I don't know what I, know, I was thinking when I'm I put this. I'm telling you, when I went to get, I'm like, you know what? That makes me happy. I, I have some wiggle room. Never even thought of Action Comics, which when you said that, I might have because I've been digging in. what they've been doing over there with Superman right now. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah, look at you. DC versus okay. vampires <laughs> uh, is my next one. Oh, you like the Superman? Do you? Oh, look at you. Fuck you off, like the stupid. books? Do you? What a jerk! Look at you, Mister uh, Yes, DC versus vampires. Though the other day, a guy was arguing with me. Whatever, you know, column A, column B, and I ended up saying so. Like, I, I don't know about that. Oh, look at the guy who has a DC podcast and doesn't like everything DC. I'm like, no, no, no. Is that a prerequisite that you have to love everything? Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're doing it Is wrong. Is that the guy who blocked you? Then you yeah, attacked yeah, him on yeah, another account for like three hours? Three, three accounts there that went after. DC versus Vampires, though, is, is a quality book. I really enjoy so that going on. Next one is Flash, like you said. And get this, Aaron. Trolley is almost catching up. He's running fast. He's almost catching up to Barry Allen. I don't even need a show to dig that. He's almost catching up to Barry Allen only because the idea, and I don't think that I'm fully getting, now you'll tell me, like, go read Mark Wade's run. Go read the Wally. But in the current deal, Wally, the, the Flash book we're liking, we're liking it more for the kids, but the tone is more of a tone for me. Barry is kind of a sad sack. He's always moping around. Well, we He's also had Barry issue. under, you know, Joshua Williamson's running for, what, like four years, it felt like? I don't know. And that's the weird thing is when you do these sort of things or character-wise with that, you kind of, you know, have who you're exposed to or whatnot. And a lot of Barry Allen years. I have is New 52 on. Yeah. And he has been... I still like him a lot, but Wally is Barry's a lot more Barry's been in a fun, weird right? place in he my has. mind ever since he came back from the dead. Like, you know, with the whole idea of DC and Jeff Johns, like, oh, we got to bring Barry Allen back from the dead because I want to do this thing with Flashpoint. And, like, you know, Jeff Johns always thought ahead. He always had a story and a reason to do stuff with, the like, the like uh, old characters and stuff. But once you get past that, now we have Barry back, and we don't have Wally West, which is a, was a terrible thing for me as a Wally West fan going to the New 52. But what now? What do you do with Barry that is different now without just retreading old Barry stuff? And and the funny thing is, and I'll reveal my last book. I know everybody's waiting with bated breath, Eric. Uh, and that's a that's a hint of what it is. Um, with that though, you have some things in this, and why I, I mentioned that the idea of Barry being a sad sack and things like that, but also a Damian Wayne. Oh man, he's a jerk or whatever. And some of the, For the times, greatest part of his life, yes. Some of the times you get in pub where some people may say, and this is more of like a favorite characters, because I was waiting for somebody to say, "Oh, Damian Wayne's one of your favorite characters." That's bullcrap. He's just a jerk, and the, but that they get caught in those ruts, and that's the problem. Like you just said, you with Barry about not Damon really feeling everything. I'm in <laughs> such a rut. Uh, but to make myself look very positive, Eric, and to be uh, an optimist, as oh, you know, good. I am. Yes, I'm a, positive I'm the Jimmy. Twenty optimist is what I am. My last book, Bated Breath, Eric. It's Aquaman. We haven't even had an issue, and I think I want to get involved with that, and I want to have it on there. 
uh, even though you call shenanigans. I mean, I've done that before anyway. It's just and that I call I it shenanigans. Yeah, then. but I couldn't figure out anything else to put. Uh, I really didn't want to have anything else in my pull list, so I want to go. So you cheated. And read this Aquaman. No, it's it's coming. It's That's coming for out next, next week. Oh yeah, it's coming. So out next I week. mean, it's not even. And he it's next week. It's coming out. I've read the stupid it's, prelude. It's, it's more the idea in my mind when we do this. What's currently going on in DC? From no, we're talking no, about it. No, it's just your pull list. If I went down to the comic store right now and made my pull list, it's coming out this month. It would be this month's pull list. I would be getting it. It may change. I mean, that's the idea of also saying. Like, I wouldn't put the Suicide Squad on because I know it's been canceled. I probably would have dropped that like most people do when they hear something's canceled and whatnot. Again, if we would have done this, you know, a month ago, maybe. But I think that I am looking forward to that and I want it on. And I'd rather have that than some of the other books, though I forgot all about Action Comics. So I have a dollar left at the end of this. And that means that means I go crazy, Eric, which means this. Oh, my God. It's a song again, Eric. Holy moly. It's dance time. Hello, weird science. There's not a minute to spare. Okay, all those chickens. Oh, my God. It's fire. I'm on, Jack. Don't go I'm a man. I'm 40. Yes, Eric. Are you annoyed by that yet? No, just an Aquaman pick. Yeah, I don't know why you'd get upset at that. I've We've talked about this before and added some things. I think at one point you even added a book. You put Wonder Girl before it came out. Way back in the day when we did a $25 do or die pull list because of the stuff coming out of Future State. But you hated all in. the stuff that went into uh, but it was coming into Aquaman. No, but then I said I'm looking forward to getting optimistic and seeing as it is. And we have Arthur back. We have some Orm and all that. I, yeah, I wouldn't have put those other nonsense things. But I've done due diligence. I've read them. I've talked to you about them. So off I go. But yeah, if, if I wanted to, if you were really going to call Fel, uh, put Action Comics in there. And it's there good. you go. I get twenty five four ninety nine. Right? Yeah, so there I am. Although I wouldn't have that. Look on at my you. Polis. I wouldn't have it on my pull list <laughs> right now. Comics. I do like Action Comics, yeah. but I don't know that I'd have it on my pull list. I want that extra dollar, Eric. But for we'll what? say for now, I'll go and we'll, we'll talk next week. I'll tell you if I like the first issue of Aquaman. Then I'll be allowed to put it on my pull list. So I didn't know there were so many other rules here. I, I, can I put that Tom King Danger Street on there? Why would you do that? Down the time. I don't understand. There would be no reason I would. I don't even think that's coming out for a while now. I, I don't even know. Was that in actually the new solicits or was that I a, have no idea. an I announcement do that it was coming? But yeah, so there is the $25 do or die pull list. I wasn't allowed to put a book that's on this month, but hey. That's that because you haven't read now. it yet. Well, that doesn't mean it's not on your pull list. If they had a Firestorm book that was announced next week and you were going to Tony's deal, if there you was have a it on your pull if, list. If there was a prelude for two different books that I did nothing but hate the entire time, I don't know if it'd be on my pull list. That's mm, you, especially I, if it's not is, my favorite character. I, okay, well, let's. I'm going to rewind this. I'm rewinding. Now we're going to do Eric's two-part do-or-die pull list because he's going to tell me what I put on mine. But we're going to go off now. To talk about some books, one of which you would have put on if it would have, uh, I don't know, been Justice good. League. Been good, but we're going to go off to those right now. They build a tower for the crazies. Burn the motherfucker down. Oh, 
here we are the meat and cheese of the podcast we're going to start off with obviously the detective comics i heard the that book, book is weekly it's a shadow of the bat book very weekly eric uh but if you want to read uh, the written review by moi eric see fancy go fancy. over to our site weirdsciencedccomics.com and read all sorts of things including Fancy ones from Eric Shea as well. But like you said, this is the Tower story. And we're on part seven of both that. And I'm still going to call it The Boy, The House of God. Um, And I do see a lot of the reviewers with this. People are liking this. Some people are. Some people aren't, as we usually have. But I do see a little bit of a shift where a lot of people are starting to really enjoy The Boy. More than the first regular story, which is I odd like because that's been a thing I for do, a while, though, yeah, not with the reviewers. I mean, that's been with kind of the you know everyday walk about Joes and James, right on, on the street with the <laughs> Joes and James. I got you, Joes and James, the the lunchbox Joes and James there. And we have really we've enjoyed talking about that more, mainly because then we're not at each other's throats. But I do continue to like the boy in a way that. It's just so over the top ridiculous how many people this kid is running into and the how Forrest much Gump they love him, right? Universe. It is the Forrest Gump. And, and I really, I'm glad that we ended up saying that because it just continues that I'm expecting him to drink too much Dr. Pepper and have to pee. But with the Joker, this, he needs all to pee. Going down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And with that, though, we end up having the main story, the Mariko Tamaki Tower story. And much to my chagrin, Eric, I don't know why I'd Ocean's say that. 11. Dr. I Ocean's actually 11. don't mind this issue. I like it more than the last couple. And you know why? No. Because at, because at the end, finally, the Bat family seemed to at least realize something's going on. That I don't like they it that much more. The entire time. They've just been trying to get to the bottom I'm of it. I'm saying Psycho Pirate. They, they are oh, running around in circles. And... The other things that they ended up finding out were such forced Batman 66 clue riddles that they ended up, I never felt like they were up to speed. There is a part in this that still kind of points to that, that I get upset. But the idea of this issue in my mind is what I've been kind of worried about is that Mariko Tamaki doesn't completely get rid of some of the details that led to this, but she ends up changing focuses and almost dumbs down stuff that was really what seemed interesting. In the first place, even if I wasn't loving it, but the idea of where losing his mind and at the end of a string, he always seems to have a bit of a reset. And while I still see people saying that this is an issue where, oh, my God, where has really lost it? I, I just didn't see it. I see him just walking around doing the next deal and doing things where everybody else seems to forget about them. He's an even kill kind of guy, like we talked about with Wally West, where like the, his world is crashing down on him on many fronts as he's trying to get the biggest score of his life, and it's just right there over the horizon, but can he get there because everything is crashing down way too early? And when he has this whole situation, it's like, hey, can I take another one? Cool. Good, good let's move on. And that's where I, I said yeah, about I Rico Tamaki. With the idea where you're getting deeper in the Penguin's pocket, and once the how deep you get, you might not be able to get back out, but it doesn't feel as like, you know, you're going to die tomorrow as it did previously. Here's the deal. He ended up screwing over the penguin and, and the party, and the party crashes. crashes. Yeah. 
that should be the idea of holy shit i need to get that check now and get the fuck out of here Time this, to Town. what happens in this issue almost feels like mariko tamaki's like how many more i have five more issues yeah. holy crap well, yeah the pacing is really showing it. its cracks right now with the amount of like you know issues it needs to tell its story and that's that's my that has been one of my problems but when you get here it's almost like the idea where i'm gonna complain about some things while we talk but it's more of a complaint of not me saying, oh, this stinks. This is bad. And that okay. has been me at points. No, I'm saying I end up where it's almost like don't know what you got till it's gone. I mean, where's Cinderella, Eric? Because I realize now that know, some of the somewhere? things with no, they're probably not. Tom Kiefer had his voice all scratchy and, and ripped up. But you end up where like the thing with the penguin, you scroll over the penguin. You're, you know, you're on limited time. You're you better lock scared. him in a cage with Batman like the boy did because you haven't got a long time to live. So to have this being something like, well, Penguin, I screwed you over. I owe you drugs. I, oh, can I have a loan? Yep, here you go. Yeah, it's just weird, but we'll get into this. I, I have a plan it really of what I would do. Previously, oh, look, you screwed over the party crashes. You have 24 hours to make this right. Hey, you screwed over the penguin. You have 24 hours to make this right. So drugs on top of money situation going for Dr. Ware. And now it's like, all right, we're moving on past that. And like we did not screw that. We did not like you know fix the problem right and now. And some of the some of the things about that would have been in my mind. And you were talking about it. And I'll give you credit that it was kind of like okay, that is pretty good. The idea that the party crashers don't know he's dealing with the penguin, vice versa, and maybe he's going to try to play each against each yeah. other. They're both going to find out. Penguin's not going to like. Well, that's that how you still- deal with the problem. You have the party crashers go after the penguin if they are indeed crazy enough, or vice versa. Yeah, but that whole thing just the seems to be pushed away. Shit, yeah. And then other things like the mouth monsters, the the whole deal, that seems to have been forgotten. Oh, my we'll mouth see. I mean, I know. And I was worried about that. Why maybe is we'll get them by the end. Vile? I know. But this is the Tower Part 7, Mariko Tamaki, and it, it is all in Detective Comics number 1053. Eric, I'm going to hit my ding sound for you, just so you know. Okay. Boom. That's for me. Uh, the Tower Part 7, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Max Rayner, Luis Guerrero, Ariana, Mayor, not Pedro Guerrero. And so we end up starting this out. Okay. And a lot of people, if you don't know who Pedro Guerrero no. is, he's a great Dodger. Eric I just imagine he was a baseball player, but he I was no a idea. baseball player. Um, you end up starting out in the Gotham City Courthouse. Now, I saw some people really saying, oh man, this is crazy. The party crashers have high priced lawyer, probably from Dr. Ware, and they are now out on the streets because they were found not guilty. That's no. not what this is. This is arraignment. an arraignment. You have to end up saying guilty, guilty not, guilty. not guilty. The judge even says that now. Bond has been posted. I even looked. I'm no lawyerist, Eric. So I ended up looking, okay. thinking, is there a way that you can go and say in an arraignment, hey, I want this case to be thrown out. There's, there's no evidence. The evidence, you can't really do that in an arraignment. That would be at the trial. I just wanted to make sure because that's the play. I would do because you're legitimately getting your clients. They're arrested seemingly by the vigilantes that aren't allowed in the city at this point. Well, you're not allowed idea, to have yeah, we're, we're not doing the mass situation that we were doing with. The it Econo seems like that's the, gone. Right. And we say that just because we haven't seen it, but we don't know. It should still be going on. But because, the, you know, the uh, the Bat family are doing the tower stuff and pretty much solely the tower stuff. We don't know what the streets are actually like beyond the, you know, the numbs out there that's getting people pretty it's good. It's a lot of numb, Eric, you know, but like, going This on. idea, though, where like their lawyers are like, these people, like the vigilantes, were trying to get the drugs off the streets. And I'm sitting there, you know, possession's nine fences of the law. You are caught with these drugs. You're going to jail or at least, get, you know, have to go to trial. How many times? Uh, what? These aren't my sweatpants. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's all they're doing. 
Now, the funny thing about this is, and I said to you before we recorded, even a couple of days ago, I think the ploy here is that because of the timing, you're not going to see this trial in this weekly book. There's not enough days. What are you talking about? We're filling out page space now. No. <laughs> I know. Well, this trial may end up taking place in nine months, a year. I mean, things take a while, right? Because well, it's well, a party crash. I'm saying it may never. And so what I think Mariko Tsumaki is doing is in a sly way of saying, this would be our defense if it went to trial, but we probably won't see that. So they just want to throw it out there, and it's done okay. With the way that this whole thing is working out, the idea of the party crashes are being arraigned. They're put up, you know, the bond is put up for them, so they are back on the streets. We have to take care of the woman, the nurse, inside the tower who got the video of all the inmates going insane when that, uh, Psycho Pirate lost control. And so this, the party crashers are working with Dr. Ware still in order to get that woman killed, to get the information back, the video, whatever. We are actually, in my mind, elevating these new characters, the party crashes, more than I thought we ever would with the story because they are just here to like, you know, oh, it's the gang, the party crashes, which we knew nothing about. But with the time that we're sitting there, it does feel like we're doing enough stuff here to make them a proper Gotham mainstay. My problem is you don't know the names of the characters and the ones that are the main ones. They're not even on trial. It seems they might actually be. I don't know. They're what sitting there and they're there. The ones blowing the bubbles and oh. things like that. And you end up having the one that was caught who gets up there for some reason, but she's dressed up as Little Bo Peep in one of the worst landing jokes I've ever seen in a comic. It doesn't even make sense. And so you end up, though, where it, it throws me off a bit because, like you said, they're going to demand to get bail from where, you know, where because you owe us. You sh- They don't even say it, but you shorted us. You are. Then he does that, but then he demands that they work for him, which but I don't know why they the would. the assumption that, you know, he might have screwed them over and led the best yeah, to where I don't, they were. I don't know that I would even get involved with him if I was the party crashers. The idea of, oh, yeah, we'll send a guy oh, over to sweet, take sweet care drama. of things. But again, though, he screwed them out of that, and that's being completely pushed aside. Also, I thought that the bubblegum blowing gal, and every time you see her, she's blowing yeah. bubbles. I'm just going to call her bubbles. I thought that she had, that was the connection. She was, we thought, you're the leader. Look at you blowing your bubbles. But she would go and talk to where she even says, oh, I think it was that doctor guy. Like, it doesn't seem like they are that involved. Like, why not just say, I think it was Dr. Ware. I think it was Ware. They would have been talking about him. That Jim, doctor they have to guy. seem cool in front of each other. And you can't, like, you know, care about things and put all your heart into it if you want to seem cool. I guess maybe it might be that, you know. Cool Dr. with her guy. two people there. I mean, these guys are the guys in. Now, you this, is, this is the other thing that kind of annoys me with cool. this is you want to force the narrative and you want to get your plot line going. So it's, man, he must have ratted us out. Holy crap. That doctor guy, he had to have done it. We were hidden in the effing city. In the, the, no, no, no. The Bat family came and took you down. Whether or not Mariko Tamaki writes them as competent, you got taken down by the Bat family. This doesn't mean that somebody sold you out. In my mind, I'd be like, damn, that Bat family, they're too good for us. Let's go attack them. Let's go take them down, which they do. But the idea that that's aware must have sold us out. Why? Why would he do that? Because the people they're working with. But then he already says right him. away, hey, I need you. And they go, okay. I mean, it's very odd. And the connection, like it. I said. I don't know that you're hiding in the underground and somebody's not going to find you. That is not the idea that you were sold out. It was the Bat family. If it was somebody else, I'd say. If it was there the is cops, no maybe. reason that the Bat family should have found them for how well they were hidden. The only reason the Bat family we found them because We don't know how well they, they were hidden, though. Well, they were they, in they the were sewers. They the city for a long time trying to find the party crashers' headquarters. Couldn't do it. And the only reason they figured it out was like, you know, Siphon. 
during his therapy, was talking about a dream, and he said something about the underground. And before and after he gave up the sorcery, like you would have seen him in any other DC comic, he then worked for the Party Crashers. And you know what? That means that the Party Crashers are underground. I'm like, that was like one of the worst parts about the last issue. So there's no reason in my mind to back that we should have found him for what they no, had. No, no, no. That's the thing. They don't know what they have. And you're actually playing into my idea of this. Mariko Tamaki has shown them to be very incompetent. The Party Crashers don't know that. If they would have found it, the party crashers would have just moved underground. Hey, we need a new hideout. Let's go. Oh, my God. We're found out. That would be the way if somebody sold you out. This is the Bat family, and they know this. They're in Gotham. It has, been, it has been a while, though. I would think in my mind they got to change locations and things because the Bat family will eventually figure this out. The longer we're in this one place, they are going to find us. I think that that plays more of it. Whether or not, well, they I, have I'm not even, I don't even know. Up on the gr- on, on top of the ground where, like, you know, they work through, but this is their main headquarters. Yeah, stuff like I, that. I don't even know that we really saw that many of these other places. No, we That's we the idea. Saw that Cass was talking about it because she was looking around for him. She said that she was, and, and again, then, that means that they were already on the case and she did find some things. She might have been seen. It's just a weird play. It is just to push but them. What is a weirder play? The idea that this is how our Bat family went and found them through the most nonsense thing last issue. Or how the party crashers found the micro cave this issue because before we saw a cool thing where we like, you know, Batwoman was walking the store, pushed in a freaking a, a brick in a wall where it opened up to the micro back cave. This one, a party crasher is just walking through a sewer. Oh my God, he found us. I'm like, what? Did you leave the door open? And that's the, <laughs> yes, they're like, yeah, you know, let some air in. Raised in a sewer yeah. barn. And that is true. I didn't even think of that. So there's another. And again, these are. Kind of the nitpicks, but they're the nitpicks that come about when you have a weekly series because you end up, okay, we just had that issue. We go to this. And I think that everything, when you get down to the nitty gritty of things, they become this idea of, ah, it's not as good as what I thought before. Like the idea that they want to go after where because they think he, he sold them out really is not as good as that guy screwed us. Let's go get him. And so you end up, why do we need another reason for the party crashers to go after where? In this way. Now, my big plan, if I was where, this is just me. What? What's going on? Nakano hasn't signed that check? All right. I'm locking myself in this goddamn tower, and I'm not coming out until I get the check. I mean, he really has a castle that he could just That's lock the do. door. Whether I was up to no good or good in general, I'm just oh, locking I'm myself in. I'm telling you, at in. this point, I'm even Howard the idea. Style. Exactly. I'm pissing in jars. I'm down in the basement. I'm doing a podcast. You end up where, even with the penguin upset at you, and just think of the craziness. The idea of he locks himself in the tower and the penguin is pissed. He wants to get to him. And the penguin commits a crime just to get to Arkham. And it's the one time they send him the Blackgate. He's like, you're always sending me Arkham. I shouldn't be. It, it would be cool. And so with that, where is just more? Start using you know, umbrella weapons again that will send you to Arkham. No yeah, problem. Just, just go classic penguin he for just a little while. Yelling, happy, I had good sex enough. with a penguin. Oh, oh, right in Arkham. But so all of this going down, it ends up being that deal of, you know, where has become less in my mind this guy who's losing it and the guy who's now he's just becoming the guy who has to go, oh, I got to go do this again. I got to go he's borrow money the guy from the trying penguin. To survive right now. Well, again, he goes to the penguin who I thought the penguin would just shoot him on sight. Or well, have a gut up to would, his head. Yeah, would, that's his. I think that's his like guy at the, his at man. the door. Yeah, because he just busts in. But then the even, even Oswald kind of it almost feels like by the end of this that. He has been he's been borrowing money 
from the penguin to even get the whole deal with the tower and stuff. It felt weird, but that's well, how I he know gets that the he bail owes, money. He owes some money, though, to begin with, just because he shorted him on the drugs that, you know, P- P- Cabalpot already paid for. He doesn't say that. And also, well, that's the previously. weird thing, because he says, I'll get the money, but we also have a shipment in that I need more money to get in this. He mentions that idea, I'm going to get another shipment and whatnot. It seems to be the idea that the Penguin's been the money man all along, but he's also getting the drugs, but he was shorted, and then he gets man. So I don't understand this drug dealer or a guy like he would be, the Penguin, of me shorting the guy and then going to him, hey, I need some money. <laughs> like, screw you, But he's you're also dead. kind of saying, I'm also going to be getting these drugs and that you really want to have as well, so I'm going to need this in order to continue you working. You say that, but that's, again, you have shorted a guy. And, and in my mind, you're almost playing the idea, like, I'm the one supplier and we have these, you know, other drug dealers that I go and I, I give no. them the money to go. So I go to them, hey, I'm going to give you this numb. You short ship me. You gave me salt pills. I mean, that, like you said, that is, le- that's not just giving you 20 pills when you ordered 40. That is really screwing people over. Dubious. That's trying to trick them. So then you go the next day and say, hey, listen, I need to borrow money now because I'll get a shipment. And he'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? He'd just kill you and, and then get it himself. Especially the penguin who probably could just be like, I'll just take this shit over. Just felt weird. And it, it feels like a way to extend it. Now he owes penguin money. That'll take a On little bit of, of time. Owing him money. Yeah. He, yeah. And also shorting with and do this. It just keeps adding on. But I don't feel like when he leaves this, that he's really that like, oh my God, like we saw you know, in the fear state, when we ended up having Simon Saints, a guy who was losing his mind, he was losing a grip on everything. He was running, throwing up, doing this. He seems more and more calm. Where as we well, go, the thing is, this guy is a calm man who has been, you know, trained at least himself or trained by somebody else to keep his cool under these situations to try to get to the end of his journey. But when you have a situation here where he gets down with the penguin, the penguins are like, "So you're looking for a loan?" Of course, it would be on my standard terms. And when, you know, Dr. Ware looks at him, of course, he's either going to sweat down his cheek or he's beginning to cry with a tear going down there. He is trying to keep his cool. Also, I would have just said Psychopyric come and get involved with this shit. I, everything oh, no, totally. I would unleash a Psychopyric on everybody. I would I would wear him like a backpack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he would just be he'd be he'd be like Yoda on Dagobah. Exactly. I'm running around doing flips and shit. All my problems sleep, forget. These cry. are these are not the drugs you were looking for. Uh you end up where he's walking down the street. Now he ends up getting the steel. Hey, by the way, I'm this lady, Mary, who was working for you. I'm gonna go to the press. I ended up recording things. Oh shit. Then he gets tased. It is the party crash was all in there. Lex Luthor looking power suit type Weird. deals and yeah. ends up like, oh man, you're gonna be in trouble, Jack. I kind of want the party crashers if they do continue somewhere to end up working for Lex Luthor that would for be some funny. reason. That would be funny. So then they already have the uniforms. He starts yelling, "I have your money. I'm bailing out your people. The product is coming. I don't know what happened with the bat people. I swear. Oh, you sold us out. You're the ones that did this. I mean, at this point again, there are so many people who should be at the moment of just killing him." But we still want them sweet, sweet they drugs. They always end up backing away. But, but again, I think that the party crashers themselves may know more about what's going on and might actually be able to kind of just take over that drug deal, even if where was a you know out or whatnot. Well, I mean, but, because it seems to all be coming through Arkham Tower and stuff well, like that. But they where had he people the working in there and stuff like that. And he's not the head of medicine. He's just the head. He's just running the place. Again, it doesn't Isn't the head seem, of medicine? No, and he's just the head, you know, the, the CEO of the corporation there. The whole thing is just set up. There's like five employees at that place. Who knows what the hell he's doing? Uh, but again, if I ended up, if I owned a 
mental hospital and I was the C- I wouldn't be the head of medicine. I, I guess he. But he is a doctor. Yeah, I, yeah, but he is and isn't. But also, Doctor Ocean was supposedly the head of medicine. That's why they always wanted to go and talk to him. But it, it's all a ruse anyway. But they end up tasing him. They walk away. Hey, you better get this shit, and we're unsatisfied. They walk away, and he goes, "Oh my god, I need you." We have a what is it, a their problem. problem? I mean, everybody seems to be very because if big. this goes down, we don't get the sweet, sweet drugs. Yeah, but anymore. it's always down the line of that. I think that the party crashers might just say, "Fuck you, deal with your own problems." Why would we end up putting any of our guys on the line sweet, again? Sweet bank off of yeah, these sweet, sweet drugs. That's the other thing. Like I said, we don't even know that. I, I, you can assume it, but we don't even – they don't look we know, like – We know that this drug is like you know distributed pretty widely throughout Gotham for what Barbara was saying. And how many other people are distributing it now? You got the Penguin. You got them. But again, I don't see anything in the story that's really pointing out that the particulars of what is going on on the streets, how the, the party crashes and that and whatnot. They're living in a sewer. In, in the thing and, and going on. I mean, it's, it's not a sewer. Su- it's the underground. Underground part the of the city. The is living in a sewer. Party crashes the underground. I guess you have to pay for those outfits and that axe because, yeah, they, they send this guy. <laughs> He's got a guitar? This an guy, axe? they have real guitars. It looks like it'd be more of a bass. He's like a Gene Simmons. He ends up where this lady comes home. She's got the info, and you got big thug looking party crasher is going to try and he's terrible at hitting a nurse that uh, you know in the head with an axe I, how good so are you awful. probably pretty good but i'm yeah. not a party you gotta swing high though how good are you at swinging that's high? true I just i don't i'll get him anywhere with that axe i'm still gonna hurt them but she ends up avoiding it and then really i'm telling you pretty cool uh chick here she kicks him in the face at first i thought that was cassandra but isn't she actually takes him down and runs away holy moly this is what you know living in Gotham. You walk into your house, somebody tries to kill you with an axe, you kick them in the you face. You kick them in the face, but then you... She's this, is, the this is elementary school self-defense in Gotham. We don't really... I guess her name is Mary, right? Is her last name Einstein? Because she's the only one who figures out when shit like this happens, you got the fuck out of Gotham. Because Cass then stops this party crasher and then, this, and, and then walks away. I don't know why she doesn't get him, maybe detain him, maybe get some info, but she just walks away. And you end up where Deb Donovan party crusher down. I forgot all about you, Deb Donovan. What's she gonna do? Question him? Yeah, I get where are you? I'm saying, where are the rest of them now? And she's not a big talker, Cass. No, well, get the others involved. I'm saying, you grab this guy, maybe get arrested. He just tried to kill somebody with an axe. You end up where, and then they have made that connection of drugs to Arkham Mm -hmm. as well. That's another thing that kind of felt a little odd. The idea that right now in an experimental tower. Deal, it's already connected to drugs. The, the whole place, you know, the, the trial hasn't gone on, but there's that connection. But everything's going well, on. Yeah, they thought this whole time is why they're trying to get people inside there. Yeah, no, I'm saying the idea of authorities now. The, oh, okay. There is people arrested that are connected and drugs that had been connected to well, the Arkham they're all Tower. Still those pill bottles that have Arkham, you know, like, you know, like credentials on yeah, them. Yeah, but that's the thing. Remember when they ended up getting those boxes? They actually yeah. said that that was doing work for them. They said, oh, thank God. They're still even in the, the Arkham Tower boxes. This will be easy. Well, yeah, he just meant in loading purposes. Like, this is way easier than finding my own boxes. Well, no, <laughs> I think they meant it's a connect. And they even say here, well, they've connected You're trying to find boxes when you need them? It's a pain in the yeah, ass. It is a pain in the ass. You have to go to all the... You end up where they even say the connection, you know, even with a case pending now about drugs connected to Arkham Tower, Nakano's still going forward. Well, we know that he is whammy. seemingly whammied a bit, but... Like we had with Fear State, like we had with everything, there's other people in the city that should be involved with this. Nakano, they keep playing the idea that this guy 
Oh man, Nakano, look at him go. This guy is fucked up so Vision many times, right? And like, oh well, he says he's still committed because he doesn't want to back down and look bad. I'm like, this guy doesn't look good in, in the best day. Um, but all of this going down, you end up Deb Donovan just shows up. We haven't seen her in a while. She shows up. Oh yeah, you know what? That source we had with that video. Yeah, she's gone. She she's done. We're not going to get that. I'm like, why did you have that then? It was such a weird little thing to to dangle there and Page take space. away. Yeah, I'm telling you, the idea of the pacing it feels really weird for what we're doing here because like we had one panel where we saw the nurse taking the video and before everybody got whammy by Psycho Pirate. Now we have a few pages dealing with the idea she's going to go to the press and it goes nowhere. And I'm like. That's weird. And even the idea where it's like you have 24 hours to get us our money or you're fucking dead, Dr. Ware. And that goes away because, oh, now I'm going to break, get you out of prison. I'm going to get a loan from the Penguin. And then I'm going to work right for you. We'll get a loan yeah. from the Penguin. It was weird. And it's a bunch of weird setups that don't go to where they should go. It's like weird swerves, but they don't quite make a lot of sense to me, except for filling page space. And one of the big things of overall, I said before, the idea that we know what is going on. We know what wears up to. We know the drugs. We know Psycho Pirate. And I said, it feels weird that we know and the Bat family's one step behind. It makes them not look as smart, even, you know, just as a surface level deal. Well, finally, we end up Nightwing doing something about it. But pretty much just goes, you know, what, fuck this. I'm going to put on my costume. I'm going to the top. I'm going they don't to the want top four. It's basically go where they have do not enter. But even before that, the Good idea that when we saw the beginning and I said this before, but I just want to say it again. The idea that you see where getting, you know, Hans Grubert out the top of the tower. And then we go back to the beginning. You you almost expect a swerve of what's going on. Oh, and, and like I said to you at the one point, it's almost like the idea that we have a, a movie about our podcast. The beginning starts with me and you killing each other. Oh, my God. How did we get to there? Well, you have to have a cool narration. Like, you want to know how we got here? We're going to have to check this out first. And it's your narration. So it's a little hint that you survive. Eric. Of course yeah, you go back. But at the I'm beginning. At the beginning, it wouldn't be like, I'm going to kill you, Eric. Like, no, the beginning, the swerve would be, how do we get to that crazy point? Let's see that. It, it happens in a lot of like mob movies, like a Goodfellas, even the yeah. idea of how did it go wrong? We kind of can't even so guessing what went wrong. Well, you, 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 you're fooled a tower full of cr like criminal yeah. murderers and they're under control. And we know that that control is not going to hold. I know how we're getting there. Actually, I think it's probably Psycho Pirate's going to like, Psycho Pirate's probably going to be like, fuck you, Dr. Ware, and just yeah, send I think all so. after him, you know? I, I did, but even that, the swerve isn't the idea of, oh, my God, I didn't see it coming. I mean, we see it coming every panel here, and I'm waiting for something to, oh, my God, I, I never would have thought that. I never would have seen that because some of the things that do come up, like you said, are the deal. He, Ware mentions it slightly, but I really would have taken the idea of not, hey, I have to pay the bail for these party crashers. Because I owe them drugs because it gets convoluted and they don't necessarily say that out loud. Like you said, if you're reading, but where should be very worried that they're going to turn and they're going to end up going against dangerous people than party crashes. But again, you say, I say that, but how long does that take? Because we really only have a couple more days and he's out. He gets that check and he's out. So you know, I didn't even bother looking. What day are we at on this? Yeah, one? I didn't even notice? see. And you said that. And I didn't even see at the beginning. I didn't even see it even. Because I just house. completely like, I know eventually we got to get to a place where, you know, Dr. Ware is thrown out of a window with my yeah, avulsion. Yeah, yeah so without like, a, I just, a finger. I, I really just kind of overlook any of the narration, like timeline, because I know we're getting there eventually. And it doesn't really matter to me. The step-by-step day-to-day process. This book, uh, this issue doesn't tell you. I, I, I just paged yeah. through very you quick. Too. 
we end up having the arraignment, which you would think would be very quick from last issue. But again, you have to put that in each issue if you're going to do that. But yeah, so the, I feel the like big, it's been in every other issue, but this one now. It has. Yeah, it's weird. I just look when you said that because even I was thinking like, oh, where are we at this thing? Well, you end up because all this going down. Day 19.5. Dick Grayson. He's not a doctor, Eric, but he'll play one in this comic. He ends up where Mary doesn't show up. Everybody oh, thinks it's weird. I, I know. Look at me, Dr. Nightwing. Damn right. I, I love the idea that they don't even have the so nurse All I want to do now is go to the hospital, put on a coat, and have somebody call me doctor. Seriously, no. He's wearing that fraud. T-shirt that he's just walking around. The janitor shirt. Yeah, the janitor shirt. He ends up, well, what's up with Mary? Uh, you know, did she didn't come in? Look well, his hair's like weird. every which way. And he just puts it on. Hello, doctor. Well, he's nice frazzled. You have, and I even mentioned it before. You Botox. don't really get a really good idea of how many people are employed here. We only see a couple. Uh, I think they might notice that nurse this nonsense, isn't the real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, we have nurse nonsense. We also have nurse. I'll let everything go, and you also have nurse. Don't touch me like that, even if you're cute, because they end up talking to. Dick Grayson, like, hey, cutie. I'm like, ooh, that would be different the other way around. But he's like, hey there, chickies. Oh, man, what happened to Mary? What happened to Mary? She, like, disappeared or something, dudes? He does look like he's, like, hanging loose. And they're like, I don't know. She ended up leaving weird, huh? But everything's weird here. Uh, Just like what I saw and what they saw. He ends up grabbing that one lady, and she really looks like, whoa, 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 personal space here. She's right to HR after this. He's in trouble. But now he's a doctor. Wait till upgrade. she finds out this guy's a billionaire. <laughs> what would she go? Just sue or would you try? It ends up where I don't know the redhead in the ICU. What was that? And then he just walks and grabs a, in a staff only place. He grabs a, a staff. lab coat and then goes in and the lady doesn't even say, oh, I don't doctor? recognize you. And he's like, oh, I'm the new doctor. Night, uh, the wingy. Like make up something, Dick wow. Grayson. Right? Cool. Just Doctor Smith. Don't 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 dick it up. Would you would you make would it laugh? It's like, well, well, Doctor, what's your name? He's like, uh, Matches Malone. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing. I'm is, not he's really doing good it because he doesn't say anything. She he lets her say. She doesn't everything. say anything either. She no, just she says do- everything. I like that, Doctor Nurse. <laughs> How's he doing? And then she just spills the beans. I'd like he's he's like he grabs the. The, the sheet there, the chart, he has it upside down. He's like, hey, you got to dumb it down for me, nurse. But yeah, you see that, you know, Nero 19 has been beat up. And he recognized those oh, beat marks. Oh, he recognizes those, those beat marks. Again, though, in a bat family, this is how they talk. Signature. It ends up where he's like reading these beat marks like he does with Batman. Up. He's like, I think this either says that he got beat up or Batman wants a, a, a ham on rye. Yeah. Yeah, ham we on both rye. know what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, let's go get it. Maybe we do. And he ends up, okay, well, I don't know what happened. I don't know. He keeps repeating his hold. Such a weird idea. The idea that he goes to see Helena because he recognizes the beat marks in Nero 19's face. And when he walks in the door, even though he is, you know, janitor Dan Smith here, but when he walks in, <laughs> hey, Huntress, I'm like, she's here under Helena Bertinelli. Just call her Helena. It's fine. Yeah. He walks I, I'd love it if you he had were, a megaphone. picking this up the wrong way. <laughs> Hey, Huntress, what's going on here in no room 6B? Yeah, Huntress. And she's like, hey, Nightwing, or whatever you're called in here. I'm like, they call me doctor. I didn't go to imaginary doctor school for you to talk to me like this, Helen. Just like, so stop it. Just use names. You're well, good here. I see that he's a... a, a Even you know, if you call, say, hey, Dick, it doesn't mean it's his real name that you're exposing. And and with that, I think that besides being a doctor, he's also a handwriting specialist, right? So he goes in. 
And he, he says, oh, I saw I saw a bunch of beat marks. That Nero 19, he took a beat down. Oh, my God. Could that be the mind movie that I ended up having? I don't know. I, I love where There's she's like, I don't think so. Why? Uh-oh, I see blood that you must not have paid attention to. I'm going to look under. Oh, no. And he picks the bed up, and it says his hold is breaking. We saw that at the last issue. Scrawled in blood. Written in blood there. And he goes, I'd recognize your handwriting. I'm like, in really? Your handwriting. Yeah, I recognize like, the hepatitis and the, the handwriting. Just imagine you're signing for a check, and you think that's going to be the same thing as putting your hand in blood and then writing, like, finger paint on the ground. Yeah, no, this is finger paint. This, this is finger painting of blood. He's like... That's in your handwriting. I love he goes, his hold is breaking under your bed. This in is her blood. handwriting. She's got a very cartoony style for handwriting. It is true. I mean, can you imagine Lentil? I, I imagine she myself. signs a lot of stuff like autographs at cons and stuff like that with the style of handwriting. She probably either uh, she signs everything in blood. That's just hers. She's pretty intense, Eric. And I, I would say that doing that <laughs> is pretty bad to the bone. I just wanted to use that. So you end up where Nero oh, 19 has a shiner and a couple bumps. That's your signature, too. She's like, well, what are you? <laughs> what are you, a handwriting expert? Okay. And they're talking about this, and the big deal is who is his hold and what is the hold? All these things going on. No idea. I, I kind of thought it was a little wonky, the idea that it's that phrase. It's a catchphrase everybody's saying. I don't know why Helena would say the same thing as a Nero 19. That doesn't seem to be coming directly from, you know, Psycho Pirate putting that in their mind. It seems like the idea that they're trying to break free. And it seemed too on the nose that they would all be saying that. But when we when we figure out the idea that this is some kind of like, you know, uh, mind control situation, we go back to the micro Batcave where Barbara's looking at possible suspects where you have Gorilla Grodd, Maxwell Lord and Despero. All I wanted is the idea where the story changed now and Despero is just a big bad in a lab coat walking around the Arkham Tower. I wanted all of them. I wonder who the bad guy is. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I want to see now that all along. Nobody realized a big gorilla was walking around with a lab coat. Come on, an alien, a purple alien with a freaking head fit and a third eye. I want that dude. That nurse didn't even look up at Dick Grayson, so he probably could work. You just have him there. Nurse? Oh, Doc. Oh, it'd be crazy. But yeah, they're looking through with this, of course. None of that shows, you know, what is really going on the sickle pirate, but we'll go with that. But I said before, even last issue, I wish that I was here and it was me. I wouldn't write as hold as breaking. I'd write, holy oh, shit, dude, psycho you can admit pirate. Tonight. Come on, you don't have to cry for help that hard. I'll be like, somebody's fucking with me. Something like that. His hold is I breaking. I wish I could go here. I'm like, look huh? at this. His hold is right? breaking. Look at you. Yeah, really. Then, you know, you want to do some more filler and page space. Hey, can I get some pudding? Let's talk about the fake Harley. And how everybody knows that she is such a fake Harley. Yeah, how is this playing out? Like, uh, oh man, she's so... Because if it didn't play out like this, it would be a nine-issue weekly yeah, series. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, really. And then they're like, okay, we're sending Cass over. we got to get there. Something is really bad. we got to get to the tower. Well, Nightwing decides out of nowhere, which they should have done earlier, uh, fuck this, I'm getting in the costume and I'm going to the top level. I'm going to the penthouse suite. I'm going to see what's going on. Moving this on is up. where I actually do like this, though the idea of doing it now is kind of like, why didn't you do it before? But still. We're trying to go about it in a decent way. It's not been working out. we got to get to the heart of the matter right he's now. Pretending be a he's pretending he's a doctor. I wish that he started prescribing things like for Nero 19. He ends up killing him. I need or a friend you. like that. And we'll find about that later in the mail section. But he ends up going up there and he does get caught by Psycho Pirate. I like that part. And while he's doing that, somehow, 
they left the door open in the sewer in the micro cave and the party crashers i love the idea again just as a all-around deal and then this is just out of nowhere but Mariko Tamaki makes it seem like the Bat family is behind the eight ball the whole time. They can't figure shit out. They have to go wonky. The, the minute that the party crashers think, you know what? The Bat family found us. Boom! They find them right away. They're, it's supposed to be a they hidden cave by Batman. And they call for backup immediately. It's almost like when the Foot Clan found the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like uh, sewer layer back in the movie, original movie. And, and remember, though. Let's get everybody here to fuck shit up. This is a Batman microcave this shit is not to be found this isn't made by you know me or you and yet they find them if they are better detectives than the bat family find them right away and start blasting they need nightwing i don't even know why like nightwing you gotta help you, you guys are heroes too like nightwing is doing his thing you gotta gotta do something but they need nightwing but he's being controlled he's frozen he ends up you know whimpering he looks very much like a barry allen in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, when the Psycho Pirate was making him fearful and whatnot. He looks a lot like that as we end up having problems with party crashes. But the idea of putting those emotions on people, like the way that we do this, I want him to be frozen in fear, but when Psycho Pirate is like, frozen, I'm like, is that just a movie you like? What are we dealing with here? Exactly. Start singing. Let it go, Nightwing. <laughs> let frozen. It go, let it go. Yeah, but with that, yeah, there we go. But we've had that wonkiness, yeah. Psycho Pirate. You are weak. You are mine. Okay, that's good. And But the kind Frozen of, but deal, like the you said. the idea and let me know what's going on And that's, a bit. again, me bringing up that Christ on Infinite Earth. That's how they did end up making it so Barry couldn't do anything. They made him fearful. Yeah. And he couldn't react because of the fear. I would have liked that a little better. But, yeah, the, like you said, the pacing is starting to show itself. It's, it's rearing its ugly head at points. Like, it feels just like filler. Things are being reintroduced in Padded a different out. way to pad it, and it's, it is disappointing. But we'll go now to the backup. The boy. The boy. House of Gotham, Chapter 7. I'm telling you, I don't know what this book could do wrong for me, because the more ridiculous it gets, I just laugh, and I it's have some fun with it. It's such a weird idea, because of where we left things with, you know, the boy running out of the Penguin's Casino, like, you know, Iceberg Casino last issue, or Lounge, whatever you want to call it, but I'm being taken down by Jason Todd, and him saying, the Batman's building an army of boys! Somehow this young boy gets sent back to Arkham for with all the other criminally insane violent patients. He's playing cards with Man, Bat, Solomon, Grundy, and, and uh, Quayface, Makes absolutely no sense. But when we had the progression of the Batman's timeline and stuff like that, for what we dealt with, like we had a, a Joker and Batman, then we had like the Scarecrow and it's a Dick Grayson era, and now we had the Penguin, which was then became a Jason Todd era. Now we've spent some more time in Arkham Asylum, and it looks like we've hit the point of like, you know, the early 90s where Bane broke all the people out of Arkham. But the problem is, like in that, he you know, sent a bomb over there to blow the Joker's door open for the Joker to just, like drop like uh, crates of guns for all the inmates to grab and move the way out. This one, he just kind of breaks into Arkham, puts a PA system. Everybody leave, <laughs> and then walks yeah. in, what is it, boy? Why aren't you leaving? You know, it's it's like it is what it was to a degree, like the progression of the timeline, but it's still like it made it into like a weird, goofy difference for what it originally was for the impact of Bane. The one thing about it, too, uh, just because of the boy and the way his, you know, character deal, I didn't quite get the extended time that it happened between. He doesn't look that much older. When we end up going and seeing Elliot, Elliot has hit some hard times. I mean, seriously. He's a street kid. That guy has already gone and been done with his whole juggalo phase, I think, and now is into almost like a, I don't know, like a Guns N' Roses type deal. He looks it's like a new deal. Metal. It's kind of a, a opposite way that he went, but he's playing by his own drum here. Probably played by Stephen Adler there, Eric. But you end up where the boy, again, he's just running into everybody. 
And I do like this deal where I kind of had this look. This is a new metal look. Look at the headband. It's badass. It really is a new metal look, but it does look a little like like a Guns N' Roses into the new metal deal. Um, yeah, you end up having Bane. I, I don't mind more, Eric. I, I couldn't pull it off myself. I'm a four. Is it a sleeveless t-shirt? Yeah, I can't do that. And I saw your arms, so I don't tiny know how you can arms. do it. Oh, my God. It's so tiny. No shame. So That's tiny. How. The, 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 uh, what is it? The, the look of skim milk as well. Yes. Um, but you end up having Bane run in, and I Hell like this moon, Bane. I, I like the Bane here. It's not like, hey, boy, boy, let's go. And he's drawing with them shoulder hair that we I love to see. Yeah, I do love that, too. And it's a so leaner, meaner type of Bane, right? He's gone. He's getting that venom there. But, you know, it's not really kicked in. This is regular Bane, who does not all juiced up right now. And he ends up running into this kid and says, hey, boy, you know, get out of here. Oh, I don't want to go. I have nowhere to go. But Bane plays this idea again. And I like this little subtle deal because he, you know, spent a lot of time in prison himself as a boy and things like that. So it's not like Bane's going to go like, I see myself in you. I'm going to let you get out of here. I'm going to help you. No, he's like, this is where you kind of forge your iron steel will yeah. here. This like almost like Bane thinks that this is the best Focus opportunity for the boy. Fear, boy. Go out there and do something. And then this one guard comes by and he just decimates him with like a slap and he gets him down. But as he gives the boy a Go gun and the, yourself. Yeah, says remake yourself. The boy goes and he's gonna kill a guard, but he can't get himself to do it. He's not the bad. The boy like can't that. do it. He's not a man yet. Once you're a man, then you can kill people. Then you can pull the trigger, seriously. And oh, this boy. piece of shit turns around, grabs the gun, and then he, it's it's a subtle play, but then when you get to it, it's like, holy shit, he's going to kill gonna He's like, that kid. hey, uh, yeah, I have a escape prisoner. Uh, you know, he might have a gun or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, they're not going to get here in time. And I really shouldn't have went against you on my own. And oh, no. Uh, but you see Zaz coming. Zaz like, shanks you good. It's the craziest thing that goes on. Notch. Yeah, he does. That'd be funny. He notches it. Well, then Bane comes and stops Zaz from killing the boy and it, it Zaz, does, I presume Put the knife down and fight the boy hand to hand Zaz is the only one who doesn't seem smitten with the boy Or maybe he is, that's his thing But well, he, he ends up the, That's the thing, is, is he smitten by putting the knife down Or is he just terrified of Bane I think he's terrified of Bane Bane's like, you can fight him but You gotta. Fight. You think Bane's gonna come in and say You're not doing anything to the boy No, 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 even up the fight And it is kind of funny when you're like Oh shit, the boy's gonna fight Zaz He gets the crap kicked out of him But does get to go away and then he goes through yeah, Bane, Gotham. Yeah, like steps in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he steps in because it would be done. But he ends up, he wants to teach the boy and says, do you understand that you can only lose, ever lose one fight? Boy, get up. Your enemies have never truly won if you can get up and go. I lay down for a while. <laughs> yeah, really. He goes and he's like, where's Fred Durst? I'm looking for where's my man, Elliot? Fred Durst, Elliot. And uh, he ends up finding him. Gives him a hug that I do not, I, I don't think Elliot's down with. It looks like he's surprised by a hug, but. It's like a hobbit hug. Finally, like the Mary, the nurse, one of the only few people who have a brain in this city, wants to get the hell out. So he says, can you help me get out of Gotham? But if I, he I, gets out, how are we going to force Gump through Gotham if he's going to get out? He ain't getting out. I don't know. Something's going to go down. It's funny to me, too. There's going to be a weird situation because even though we're right here in my mind for the timeline where Bane has just shown up, like. If we could do something to hold up the boy where he wants to get out and all of a sudden becomes no man's no land, man's you can't land. leave freaking Gotham. But that, it like, may. It's, it's, it's too far from, like, you know, away in the timeline. Maybe it takes in my mind. too long. How about this? He ends up like, I can't really help you. I can get you, like, halfway to Central City. He's like, I, I just want to get out. He gets there. All of a sudden, a van pulls up. It's the rogues. 
the hey, get in the van, boy. And now he, he starts with another bunch of characters in another I just city. imagine it will be a situation, though, where he has to get out, but maybe he has to earn some money, and then the cataclysm does happen in the no man's land, and he can't leave. I think that that's what might happen because of that idea of something to It just feels like there. that's what you are doing with the Batman and the boy timeline, just how we're moving through after like a post-crisis situation. Yeah, and it's a weird play at this point, even you bringing up some stuff with the timeline. It does feel like we're suddenly seeing the underworld of Gotham Drake through is the eyes right of now the boy. During this. And, Jean, and the thing is, even that, even if you play with the timeline of where we are right now, Jean-Paul Valley will be become Batman, so that, like, you know, ultra-tech scary Batman might even fuck the boy up even more. Well, here's the deal, Eric. If you do look, and, and a weird deal, because I was putting up some posts and stuff on Twitter, I do believe that one of the variant covers of this issue is the Azrael Batman. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So it may be playing that, and then he'll come out see two Drake. He'll start yelling about a ambulance. The army of boys. What army of boys? He's got an army of boys going on. Um, but again, it's a weird thing. Like I said, like where Still you're enjoyable. talking about it, I'm almost feeling like this idea of instead of it being, oh my God, who's the boy? It's almost like this weird, wacky. Where will the boy go next? Walking tour of the Gotham underworld through the ages. I mean, told through the innocent eyes of a boy or the boy. Uh, but I do like. I just the boy. don't understand why the boy is in with the arc with all these other criminals. I don't know. I have to find that out there. But the system is broken, Jim. I, I like. I like the boy, and I have fun yeah, with fun. the boy, and I just giggle, and I do like it more when I'm reading the first half with the Mariko Tamaki main story. I do kind of keep going, like, let me get to the boy. I know I'll giggle at the boy, but uh, what would you give this? I like the art in both the boy and the main story, and the thing is. There's goofy parts of the idea that we are trying to make this like the actual continuity of the Batman and the progression of his timeline, but things don't exactly add up, even like the Scarecrow and how he was doing stuff, but it is what it is. It's an enjoyable read overall. The, the Mariko Tamaki Detective Tower stuff, it is showing its cracks in its pacing. Things aren't really adding up, and the things that I want to see explained are just kind of left on the shelf somewhere else, and so because of this, I am going down on my score from where I was last week, and I'm afraid this this might keep on happening, but I hope it doesn't, but a 6.5 out of 10. And it's funny, too, because my last week I was at a 4, but actually seeing Nightwing do some things and continuing to like the boy, even if it is goofy that he just says, I'm going to go up to the top, at least we're at a point where I kind of like, it's a Batman, Bat family story. I want to see them doing stuff, not just, just the Bat family. sitting the around. Gone. Yeah, but I don't know. He's in flashbacks. But you end up where... They just kept saying, oh, man, we can't stop this. Oh, my God, we don't know what that is. Actually having the point in issue number seven where it seems, okay, now they're going to get going. It's what I wanted from the beginning. Is it seven, this one, or is it eight? Yeah, this is uh, part seven. Okay. And so with that, I'm at a 5.5. I actually jumped up, not quite as high as what you are, but. You know, getting Maybe there. You I, just don't like the boy enough. I know I like the boy, <laughs> and that actually raises it up as well. I just think it's going to be one of those where I even said one of the podcasts, last one of the one before, the idea that I think at some point we're going to meet at, at where a score is by the end. I just hope that it's higher than where we're getting. Oh, to. Well. I mean, you're going down. I thought maybe it would get better, and I would join you in a higher deal, but we're kind of coming to that middle ground but kind of tapering off at like a six it seems like eventually yeah, right? yeah that's what i think it's gonna be <laughs> that's exactly what i think about a six but hopefully we're wrong maybe it'll Agreed. get really good and once we see some of the real some mouth monsters show up. i don't know when this will happen but maybe it will we still have a bunch see of that issues. connection with huntress and anavulsion <laughs> you see that all of a sudden they start bringing up the salt pills i find out that it was a mix-up with the shipment all right that gets me something we're all going here 
Uh, and then also that he he knew that, but also cut some of the drugs as Steph well. Steph screwed everybody there. over, leaving the freaking bat door open to the bat micro cave. What has Steph done? I mean, that might be anywhere. Maybe she did do that. I mean, she hasn't done Even shit. Her own book. All she's doing is getting mind controlled by the tutor. Yeah, really, really. She's like the foil uh, going down. But what are we doing next? Justice League number 72, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Simon Kudransky, Emmanuel Lupacino, Wade Von Graalbadger, Hi-Fi, and Josh Reed. And the thing about this issue that might shock everybody who's been reading this and listened to us uh, uh, all around, I think this might be the best issue of Justice League that Bendis has done so far. And I think half the reason is, I'm not a huge Phil Hester fan. Like, I, I enjoyed his work enough when he was on the Green Arrow back in the early 2000s. But since we've had him on this art for the longest time, now that he's not here, I haven't been enjoying the way the book looks. When we have these two new artists on here, well, I don't think they're the best artists in the world. The book, I think, gets amped up just because I think that this looks like a Justice League book that I'd want to read. That's a hot take, Aaron. It's something. It's a hot If you If you end up like, wait, wait, is it? Hot take. It's a hot take. And and with that, the hot take is that you actually like this issue a little more. Well, it's not, and the thing is, it's not only that. It's the idea of the art is the main focus for me. Yeah. That's the first thing you look at. But the idea of the story and the things that they're doing here, with the idea that Bendis is bringing back one of his Superman character villains that got a two-issue arc at the end of the Superman run before Philip Kennedy Johnson took over, the Xanadoth, the Lord of the Lords of Chaos, or the original Lord of Chaos, got two issues, didn't really do anything with it. And it felt like one of those villains, like... Like Rogel Czar did not feel like it needed as much fucking shit going on. This one, it felt like it, it felt bigger to a degree and it got nothing going on. And then we ended that on a cliffhanger with the idea that you can bring back Xanadoth at any given time. It looks like he's doing that for his final arc in Justice League. But not only that, it looks like we're tying into the future state Justice League with the, where all the Justice League members of the future state, like, you know, John Kent, Superboy, uh, Yara Floor, Wonder Girl, Jace Fox, Batman, stuff like that. The reason that none of them in the future were able to tell each other and be like, you know, who they actually were and actually be almost like friends and family like the Just League is supposed to be is because something went bad with the Just League that we are currently reading where one of them was betrayed. I mean, one of them betrayed the rest of them and gave away their identities. And we always wondered who that was. And it looks like we might be getting that answer here with Black Adam. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't That's know. That's where my head I- went. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't think that Bendis even knows what happened. I mean, he, he usually only plays in his own sandbox, and I agree, but for some reason when I saw this, I'm like, could it be going there? Well, and he ends up, and it wouldn't be him, it would be him possessed, so I don't think that they, I just don't know, and the idea of that going where if they do reveal all the identities of the Justice League, people will have a fit. Even though it won't matter, whatever, but th- there you go. There's Brian Michael Bendis now again revealing identities and things like that. Yeah. It'd be very odd and very much like people want to get pitchforks and then take them out of town. Uh, but we'll see. And the idea of there's only a couple issues left. So maybe it's like, eh, do what you want. And they're going to die anyway or whatnot. Agreed. And then maybe reset. So it would all not matter. But that's the big point of that is that idea of, you know, future state, I think it gets averted with maybe the Stark Crisis anyway, where it... How does the Justice League not go to future state? Why do we kill them off? Yeah, yeah, you get killed. So, uh, but whether or not what that is or whatnot. But yeah, I, I just got the idea that Black Adam is going to get possessed and they're going to yeah. play the game of like we say with Jackson, which we talked about on the Thank God It's Friday episode on Friday. The Jackson idea Hyde? that... Every, yeah, everybody's waiting for Black Adam to be bad again, so they will just say, oh, you got possessed, but you were waiting to get that. You were with it. and Get out of town and kick him off. I think that this is where you end up having Bendis 
take some people off. Maybe he's been told, listen, we're going to have the death of the Just League, but we really don't want Black but Adam. Black Adam can't yeah. be there because he's too much of a good property. we got The Rock playing him. Get his ass out of there. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, especially Willie because Johnson of called, He said, fuck no. He said, there's no way that this is happening. He, he said, you smell what I'm cooking. I don't know what he's cooking, but we got to get Black Adam out of there. First off, he said, what the hell is he doing on the Justice League? That was the first thing he asked. But And I, I expect that maybe by that 75th issue, we're going to have weird things that Bendis might end up actually playing along i just imagine it's gonna be a weird like you know final page of bendis's run does something weird and then joshua Wilson has to pick up the pieces with that 75 that'd be funny i i just like naomi suddenly will be called oh i have an emergency i thought oh, gonna pull she swag. runs off right and stuff like that um but i think that maybe this might be the way in a weird way that bendis might be playing it p- pretty clever make black adam the villain so that they but get him off, but he's not the villain, but he's off the team, so he survives like that weird deal. And, and so the deal is, I almost hit the hot take again, Eric, because you ended up talking about the idea that Bendis is using a character, Xanadoth, that he ended up having at the end of his super runs. And that is something that has annoyed us, that he has grabbed characters and brought them back. But you're right about no, this one. This one might be the one. That I don't even think people remember Xanadoth. I bet you a lot of people reading this don't even remember Xanadoth from that. And when I opened this issue and I saw Xanadoth, I ha- immediately had to say, like, because I talked to you, because we're always talking about the idea of all these characters that Bendis is bringing back, because it's all he wants to do is, you know, make the characters that he's already worked on in the previous runs bigger in his Justice League run, whether they're heroes or villains here. That's all he's done. But we, oh, I knew for a fact that we had always forgotten one of the characters that he had done, and we kept waiting, and it was Xanadoth. I'm like, okay, here we and go. And it's weird. I know that Xanadoth, we only got those two issues. We didn't get enough, maybe, if you wanted more Xanadoth. But the, the reason why I don't mind. The Lord of the Lord of Chaos? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the big guy, the big cheese of the Lord of I like this a little bit more than, say, a Sinmar, because people Agreed. might have said that about Sinmar. Oh, I wanted to see more of him. We didn't really go. But remember, that was fudged at the end of the regular run. We didn't like it. But this, why I like it is, it seems like he's actually put some thought into the idea of, well, we're not going to have the Just League Dark backup, so I'll bring the Just League Dark into the main book. We'll expand the story. What can I do that will connect the Just League Dark with the Justice League? Okay, I'll use Xanadoth. I didn't have enough with and that. Zatanna has a vision. Zatanna and the idea of Dr. Fate, but also with that being, she would probably try, you know, try to control Black Adam, and that would be cool because Black Adam, they're not really quite, they're always wondering when he's going to go bad. So I think that this actually is a little more of a smarter take than what he usually does. The other deals is Naomi's on the Justice League. Boom. There it is. There's the thought process. The pro- Oh, Sin, what about Sin Mar? Boom. He's going to attack. All right. It really didn't play out. This actually seems like there was a little more care thought into it. To a degree, though, because in the this, issue we have itself a situa- has some problems, so I'm not oh, saying yeah, that yeah, they you know. so I'm not saying it's a good issue by any means, but I still thought well, it might be okay. But it's the thing okay. Is, it's, it's one of Bendis' better issues they've done, especially because we have really good art in my mind of you know, backing his story up. Because even, you know, where you have like a little barbecue fundraiser situation going on outside the Hall of Justice, there's nothing here. It's nice, though. It's nice. But again, it's like, thank you, everybody. And let's give special thanks to Oliver Queen, who's donated all this money. I'm like, this guy's just throwing money left and right. It feels so against what he normally would be. But and at least this I'm is jealous, charity. Because I want to throw money left and right. I want an arrow cave. Naomi's crying. Yeah, they, oh, I just wish that we could do more of the hugs and the kisses and the fussing and the fightings. Yeah. Oh, I would, too. Young girl, but that's the way. And it's like, uh, whatever. It feels weird, though, with Xanadoth when we have the situation because, you know, Black Adam, he looks at this nonsense like, 
fuck, I got a country to run. I'm going back to Kondak. And what he does, you know, Xanadoth is waiting for him there. But the thing from where we left off previously is that Xanadoth had taken over the body of a, D- uh, a DEO agent, and that was the host of Xanadoth that entire time until she was in a coma at the end, and then her eyes opened for that big, you know, cliffhangers thing. Like, oh, my God, Xanadoth can return. When we jump into this, though, Xanadoth already has a new host. I'm sitting there like, what happened to that agent? And who's this lady? Uh, the one thing that I laughed about Naomi, two things. First off, she's like, we have meetings. That's basically code of I just started here. So I said when I was a firefighter because I never showed up exactly. to this. Well, the other Oops. one, though, is where Hawkgirl comes through and says, also, just remember, we do the punching so you don't have to. It's pretty much exactly what Superman said to her already in this book as well. So she's getting it on all fronts. Adults are all the same. Really, she's probably like, I don't think they mean that. I've seen a lot of the punching and the punching. Uh, but you end up where you have a weird like back and forth with Black Adam goes over to Aquaman. They have a longing stare at each other. And then, you know, well, he was banging Superman. Superman left. He wants to see where he's getting his bag. Yeah, really. He's like, I like this guy. Long hair and that manly oh, beard. My goodness. Look at those tacks. Hopefully he doesn't look like Santa Claus. You know, Aquaman sometimes somebody Hopefully goes not. off. He goes off the conduct. He's going to go check things out. And that's where he runs into Xanadoth. In the meantime, Zatanna has had a vision and it ends up that Dr. Fate has had the same it's one. It's such a that funny situation. Though. And not even like, you know, we had Madame Xanadu, Dr. Fate, all of the big magic users have had this vision of Black Adam murdering everybody in the Justice League. So the dude goes off to conduct. It seems like he's always here until he's not like he's going off now and Zatanna runs up. I need to call a, a meeting right away. And everyone's like, I saw Black Adam in a vision. Murder us all. Where's Black Adam now? No idea. So he looks guilty right away like you don't know the context of why he would do this but all of a sudden the guys die here so this vision can come to pass at any given moment and we can't get a hold of him to find out what the hell fuck and i i don't really like the way that bendis plays like batman's bit of dialogue deal i i didn't think it felt good but the one thing about this is when you get madame xanadu who me and you both like you like her a little more than me i think with the dark side of things but i got this weird idea because you have Bendis, and he wants to talk about Zan- I think somebody got to him and said, listen, don't go too detailed. You don't know this character. Go real vanilla with it, because it did feel like not like just like he didn't really know the character, but she'd be involved and get involved with this as everybody kind of goes and quips and whatnot to try to figure what all this means. And you do end up having Wally go off to. You know, fine. The deal that justly goes off to fine. Hey, well, Black how fast Adam. can you get the conduct right away? And he's like, well, I'll text him instead. Yeah. <laughs> he's texting. It's actually I'm like, kind of funny. Right. The idea, like, you know what? We can't call him. Like, I can still text him. I know I'm the Flash. I get there real quick. But also, I, I, I'm also kind of lazy. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to text him real quick. How yeah, about that, yeah, Batman? Yeah, really. That, that's quicker than even me, there, Batman. But maybe he won't get the text. But you end up where I, I get this idea again. Bendis is. Oh man, those Aquaman fans were really pissed off at me. I ended up throwing water at Aquaman so he'd power up. So what I'll have him here is say, suit up, my league. <laughs> what is he doing at this point? Every time anybody touches Aquaman recently, like it just he feels weird. Weird. Yeah, it, it really does. I, I do like, like this even line Hippolyta though. And Jeffrey Thorne's, you know, green like a uh, lantern. This issue, like you know, give no quarter. The blood is feel like you. Know, like everybody, like who is a part of almost like a fantastical kind of aspect of the DC universe. Whenever they're like, you know, written by people who don't aren't a part of that, you know, world of DC, it always comes off feeling so it's fucking like weird. Lord of the Rings out of nowhere. Game of Thrones. These aren't people. These are like like uh, over the top oh, character, yeah. caricatures of what you think they might be. Yeah, It's like a 
Thust must go. It's it's like, like the Arthur idea. Arthur blew up in Maine. Just let him talk. You know, he's fine. It's like the idea when people tend to go real over the top with Thor speak with Thor. Though yeah. that would make more sense than suit up my league. <laughs> They're just like looking at him like, what the hell is he talking about? I do like the line, though, where you end up where Naomi's trying to figure out like, oh, what happens if, if Black Adam goes nuts? Do we have a contingency plan? And Oliver basically says, yeah, us. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. I did like that. and He's ready to rock. Um, And like you said, I think that if this was, say this was the first issue of the Bendis run. He ends up coming out of that super stuff. You have Xanadoth fresh in the mind and going. And this was his first issue. I think that me and you might have said at that point, like, huh, you know what? Maybe this is the book that he'd be better. There are some annoying things, but overall it is better than a lot of the other things that he has done. Especially, I like the Xanadoth stuff in Black Adam. Like Xanadoth, though... It just seems like when, like, I like this because we didn't get enough of Xanadoth in my mind previously in Superman, but it is Xanadoth and Black Adam just standing for panel after panel talking and talking about who Xanadoth is. It, it's funny, though. I didn't, I wasn't as annoyed. You know why? Because You've never heard of me? How outrageous. And that's the funny thing. It's Ben just kind of playing, but it works better because a lot of people forgot about Xanadoth. So it's not Including like me. all of a sudden it's like Naomi who's pushed in every book and then she comes up, oh, my first day, it's my first day. This actually is well served for people if they haven't, uh, you know, read anything. You're, no, still, reintroduction, you're yeah. still getting the idea that Bendis is only playing with his sandbox, but right, with his character. But you have but this still. situation when, you know, we have Xanadoth show Black Adam the true form, and you have Black Adam going against the original Lord of the Lords of Chaos and stuff, and you have the magic characters trying to rally at that point when Xanadoth does take off and, like, the idea, let me show you this new power I have, and actually says Shazam and turns into Black Adam. Now you have Black Adam versus the magical characters in the Justice League in situations like that's huge. And also, for some reason, I don't know why we're doing it in this book because it feels weird. I don't know if Ram V had notes and gave the Bendis what he wanted to do with the JLD, but Naboo is leaving the Helm of Fate. So, like, Khalid, I don't know how much power, if any, that he'll have as Dr. Fate now. And they're like, where do we go from here in that situation? And I wonder the notes. The funny thing is at one point, you end up where I really was worried about what Bendis was going to do with the Justice League Dark when he just out of nowhere, it might have been Zatanna or somebody asking her when she's like, I had this vision, there was trouble. Was it Merlin? Like, that was like the name drop. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, look, I know what's going on, Merlin. And it felt weird. But when you get to the deal, I really like the even the combo of Etrigan and and Khalid. I'm like, yeah, I never expected I like it, that, yeah. right? I never really expected that. That was pretty cool. One of the things that I didn't like, and you said about Xenodoth, that you're going to get this reintroduction. And, and I think that you need to do that. It's, it's It has to happen. But you don't need to go down, you know, pretty much the, hey, I'm going to tell everybody what Black Adam's Shazam is. And you just go down the deal. And then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, and you have the stubbornness of Zeus, I see. And it threw me off. And I, I'll tell you, this makes no sense. I'm a dummy. I'm sitting there. Stubbornness doesn't start with a Z. I, I get all wacky because of the idea of her throwing this Zeus part in, which doesn't make any sense. I'm like, oh, man, I'm even a dummy. But, yeah, you, you end up where, okay, that felt like when I said to you before about where Bendis is like, well, did you know? 
that Solomon Grundy is actually that like he seems like he's trying to impress somebody because he's able to look up what the Shazam for Black Adam means, and I'm like, you don't need that. But oh, you know, Shoe Horace Amon Zahudi a ten. You didn't need that. Like that. I mean, that's just it, it. That's extraneous. We have a character that's been in this book all Honestly, the time. You don't need Xanadoff to spell is, that because I don't remember it any time anyway. Thing is, I just appreciate it because I would assume from what I've gotten throughout the time of Bendis at DC that he would just assume it's the same thing as Billy the Batson. Thing, though. In my mind, that's Look, what everybody, it angers me. You know why time. it angers me? Because it's too late. I think that's what happened. <laughs> he ended up where at one point he's writing the script. You know, too little, too strength, late, strength is, yes, uh, oh, No, no, he has, oh, really? The stamina of Shu, the swiftness of Horus, the strength of Amon. The wisdom of Zahudi and the power of a ten. I love the idea, the wisdom of Zahudi, because it, it doesn't sound very, it doesn't sound pinkies up. Zahudi sounds like somebody's got a lot of fun, right? Throwing parties that and shit, Zahudi. right? Oh, man, that wise Zahudi. Uh, but yeah, I like some of the dialogue. It is a little bit over dialogue but you okay. do end up getting caught up with Zanadoth and actually this story as an ending story, it seems. Uh, I'm here for it. Uh, I don't say, mind The it. Lord of the Lords of Chaos having its body and its power infusing the host of Black Adam with the powers included with the like the, the, the champion of Shazam, stuff like that, and all the you know, gods and champions, stuff like that. That is just up the ante for this original thing that like this original Lord of the Lord of uh, Chaos previously did with Superman. It's up the ante to where you can now say it's a Justice League problem and also it's a Black Adam problem. So I'm like, I want to see this, even though... I don't have. I don't think there's a lot you know, that could possibly go right with this, but I'm looking forward to a Just League issue for the first time in a long well, time. You, so. you know what's weird? Does this make sense? Because we always make up in our mind. There's the lunchroom at the DC thing, the bullpen, and things like that. Bendis, yeah, I don't think that he did force Ramsey off the book, but in my mind, maybe evil Bendis. The idea that everybody and he has to read some of the reviews. He has to see what people are saying. This whole run, all it is, is I hate the Bendis stuff, but I buy it for. The Ramsey justly yeah. dark. I do this. Is it maybe that it lit a fire under his ass that when he does actually get an issue where, okay, the backups are gone, I'm going to put the JLD in, that he actually upped the ante. He thought this no, through and actually has something because this ends up being one of the better ones. Clock, a broken clock's right twice a day anyway. I don't know. So. I'm just saying you end up using that team that you keep being told was so much better than what you were writing, and now you get to use them, and maybe he's, you know, hey, I'm going to look into this. I'm even going to look up what Black Adam Shazam means. Oh, my God. I would love that if he was there, and he's like, really? Like, it's actually still Shazam? I just thought they had things with Black Adam. He's, like, going through this whole list. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but I also want to know how this goes with the going into Xanadoth, being the vessel. Is he going to turn into dust afterwards, Eric? All that crazy stuff when he's not? being black adam and is and whatnot but i think he's always going to be black adam that's the thing is because he is the body when he says shazam and again it goes along the lines of the new 52 like ideas of how the powers work when he says shazam it's all about the intention of what you want to do with that it power felt weird i was like oh no r.i.p he's done that's why we could have a character shazam be called shazam now because like it's all about intention and not really just the magic word yeah and what does he say i did also come here to show you my new trick watch this now shazam, shazam. so i'm curious i didn't get that that that's as weird. a cliffhanger to I'm be like, continued yeah i'm like what so i'm curious all right that's a weird trash talk at the end but yeah to be continued so yeah i, I was a little bit more up on this and i'm glad to actually like at least one issue we'll see how it goes next one if it falls apart we only have a couple more but what would you give it that's the thing is i like the art throughout this whole thing even like simon kudransky stuff that book ends is from the beginning and the end 
it looks good at times, but other times we have a, like a real close to Zatanna where she looks like a grandma with pancake makeup on, and it looks very odd to me. Isn't that but, Zatanna to you? That's fine. And when I was originally reviewing this, I, like, I had a hard time because I didn't have a, a I don't know, the, the copy didn't look that good for whatever reason, so I missed a lot of detail They're that I got. Uh, yeah. So like, I, I thought it was actually worse than it was, but then when I look at this, I'm like, oh, it really does look better than I thought it did. So I like all the art in that situation, and I think it really does elevate the book from what we had previously, and I think that the Xanadal story is elevating things. So I ended up giving this a six point five out of ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy, Eric. I, I think I might give it a seven. And right. and the reason I really like the Khalid stuff with Naboo, see what that goes on. And everything I say now, I just am worried that it's all gonna come flying at us and, and shit on the wall. But at, at the moment, would it make it better if I ended up getting those pictures of Zatanna and have like varicose veins underneath? You know the the stockings. She kind of scares me good, though. Uh, and the veins go. No, I, I think I might like go that, seven out of ten. You know how when you're a kid and like there's old ladies that come to you that want to pinch or kiss your cheeks and they just look like monsters, almost like the idea in uh, Bill, Bill and Ted Bogus Journey when Bill is afraid of his grandma coming from like that. That terrified me, and I completely understand. All of a sudden, she shows in. She smells like mothballs. She's handing ribbon candy out from her pocket. Oh God, it's gonna be so moist. It's all there. It's all this big deal. She's saying backwards she's telling you i don't know what's going on backwards she just have some candy i think she's hitting on me she might be doing both ways i don't know it's not my it's your grandma now but you end up with all that i i thought that this was one of those with like we said xanadoth is a character that maybe there was something we need a little more and find out and it does tie into you know the whole ancient deal with black adam and stuff it's a good tie in so i'm gonna go seven out of ten never heard of her yeah, he even says, I don't know who the hell you are. But, hey, that's what happens. Black Adam's a guy. I don't think he cares about anything but him and Condock. And that's na- the way it should be. Is he your name Condock? And she's like, nope, never heard of you. Never heard of you. But I, I like the art, though. I think it's pretty cool. So with that, it's probably my most positive I've been with a Bendis issue in quite some time. So it feels good, Eric. It's like a cleansing. But You just wait for the next issue of Just League versus Legion of Superheroes, because I'm sure you're going to love that just oh, as much. Oh, I love that thing. Oh, Gold Lantern. <laughs> Holy moly. Has that I feel like we haven't talked about that for months. It is true. It does seem like it was pushed back a little, so maybe it was. I, some of those books like that where we don't really care about them that much, and it's out of sight, out of mind until they Agreed. pop up. And then when they pop up, I either say, Man, this must have been delayed because I don't remember shit from the last one. Or I think, oh, it was Bendis the last one. I didn't care shit. So either way. But yeah, we're going to go now to a little bit of mail. Yes, Eric, it's time for the mail. And that was not me. That was Steve. That was Stevie. Uh, I wish it was. But we're here to talk uh, a bunch of mail. We got three mails this week. One came in a little late last week. That would be J-Man. One came a couple weeks ago in a line of mails from Luis. And one that came in just in time, Eric. And I ended up mentioning it on the Thank God It's Friday podcast where it is spelled out that I'm a four. And you're a nine. This is from Donna T. And if you want to be like Donna T, Luis, or J-Man, you just email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And you are on the show. Donna T says, and I, again, the subject line, Jim is a four, Eric's a nine. I'm like, well, what are you doing? What <laughs> are you doing here? Right right yeah, you're that. ruining my day. You're watching me or something like that? Because <laughs> I, I don't think that's a good thing to do. Donna T says, hey, guys. I've been 
listening for about a year now, and I figured it was time to write. I am a psychology student, so I thought I would combine that and my love of the podcast and tell you why you guys are always feuding. Fussing and a feuding. It, It involves the Enneagram of personality, and basically, Jim is a four. And Eric is a nine. And I mean, is that a personality test? Or are we looking in the mirror? Who knows? I know. Maybe, I think right now, you know, time has hit you a little bit. I don't know about a nine. Time has slapped me across the face with a brick. Exactly. You're uh, you're a six, I'm a two. (laughs) 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 Ah, here we go. Jim is a four in it. And ends up what she's going to do is tell us what this means and then why me and you don't get along. Jim is a four. Fours tend to be shy, absent-minded confused and detached from the real world i I don't think that that's me Uh actually i think my ears are burning and that's the thing it's funny because i'm reading this and i'm like yep i get so depressed but (laughs) normally what you should end up having is like i wouldn't agree with this and i ended up because i ended up looking up some other things with it and the problem is that the bad thing about being a four that isn't mentioned here is you're quite aware of this stuff too and it, it gets you sad so it works out They typically have problems with the negative self-image and chronically low self-esteem. One of the biggest challenges for his face is learning to let go of feelings from the past. They tend to nurse wounds and hold on to negative feelings about those who have hurt them. (laughs) Have I hurt you, baby? And then it says, at their best, fours can be profoundly creative, but at their worst, they feel hopeless and become self-destructive. Okay, there's me. I think that we can agree. Good time, Jimmy. Me and you, that we can agree that, yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Now here is you. Eric is nine. Nines want to avoid conflicts and tension. To preserve things as they are, to resist whatever would upset or disturb them. Nines demonstrate the universal temptation to ignore the disturbing aspects of life and to seek some degree of peace and comfort by numbing out. Right? So and it's funny too. And it's funny too when I ended up looking up some more things about this, is the idea that both fours and nines do tend to get involved with some drugs and stuff for different reasons. The, uh-huh. the fours, like I am, would be to forget the nonsense that you are. The nines, it seems, is just, yeah, to just forget about all the problems and whatever and not Where care. Where that? Yeah. At their best, nines feel intensely alive, fully connected to self and others. But at their worst, they could be highly repressed. Oh, no. <laughs> And underdeveloped and become severely disoriented and catatonic. I don't know how the real world works. When I was when I was reading this and I got and I got to that point, I'm like, we're (laughs) the funny thing is before we even start, you're like, I just got I just ordered some toys. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on. It's It's flash the superboy. So here we go. So how do fours and nines get along? Now, here's where we could get along now. Okay. <laughs> fours can make nines. This would be what I would give you. It uh-huh. says fours can make nines become more intense and expressive about how they feel. I just get that idea is you have to yell over me. <laughs> That's gonna, while nines can allow fours to feel understood and accepted for who they are. Now, that's the thing, though. That's if it would work out. Yep. The thing is, there's a big but here. And I mean, she puts but. Oh, no. As stress increases. Now, you tell me if this isn't every episode. Fours become more emotionally volatile sure and do. demanding, while nines become more disengaged and impossible to get through to. That this is the problem, though. That triggers the force to get even more angry and the nines to regret. Because it's, it's this force can feel too unstable and dramatic. This is what you think of me. I'm too unstable and dramatic, unpredictable, and moody. 
for knives. I don't know. That that doesn't sound like something you would get done. And like, man, that guy's a moody <laughs> Well, knives can feel too unresponsive and emotionally inert, unsatisfying, and uncommunicative uh, to the fours. So that that is, uh, she's right. It's basically me screaming at you. You don't see this in Detective Comics, and you just pull back and like whatever. I tried It says obviously Jim and Eric are the worst of the worst (laughs) And this is why we love the podcast I hope this wasn't too long Donna S And when I started reading it I actually thought like this She actually had a really well Like quick deal and all that And really did make me laugh I'm like yep yep And then cry Yeah I did I actually ended up like looking again Looking what is this Because this seems too spot on I think that she picked I'm looking at There's even more things for both of us I'm like Holy crap. Even examples. At one point, it's like the idea that a nine, as an example, it's like, it'd be like if somebody had a father who wasn't around all the time and died. I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) Is this a simulation? Holy cripes. But that is there. And thank you, Donna. That was pretty good. Next is Jay Man. Jim says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, Jim, man? Is it me or are the DC higher-ups giving Joshua Williamson the key to the DC universe? Totally. Yeah, Yeah, they are. At that point, or this point, He's nobody, the vision master. nobody's sane is reading anything by Tom King or Brian Michael Bendis regularly. Yes, a lot of says, people are still enjoying a lot of Tom King things. Here's the thing. Human target people love. Coming up, you'll you'll hear, and, and uh, again, I don't know how it's selling because the sales have kind of not have been Crashed. out and whatnot, yeah. so I'd like to see that. But I even talk about in the news coming up. And the, later on in the podcast, the idea of this, you know, dark, what is it called? Death Street. Uh, you're talking about his uh, Danger Street. Danger Street. Yes, yeah. Danger Street. Donger Street, I like to call it. But Weird. And I said in that, I mean, it, it's funny because you can go all these sorts of ways because Brian, uh, Brian McBenis, Tom King can write a book that nobody thinks a character would ever sell, and it does. So, I mean, he's selling characters that never would sell. So he has a fan base. But is it better that way that the people who are, you know, I hate him, I hate him, you could avoid it. And I think that they have a, a really cool little niche that he has there uh, because he ended up saying, hey, I'm going to have a book. Everybody gets worried. Oh, my God, it better not be my favorite character, whatever. And they're like, oh, the dingbats. Yeah, I could deal with that. Fair enough. If you want to do something with the Newsboy Legion, go yeah, for it. Exactly. So, I mean, he has this thing. So I don't know. And I don't think that the way Tom King's rolling now. I don't think you'd want to be a guy who would do another event thing. He tried the Heroes in Crisis and people lost their mind. We're doing all this weird stuff like, you know, he's touching all these weird characters like Christopher Chance and then like the Dingbat stuff like that. But then you also have the things like Batman killing time. Like, oh man, I gotta read that's fucking bad book. Yeah, and that, that again, that, that's why I, I ended up thinking because that's the one when they end up saying, I mean, who's D- Danger Street? I, I saw people like, this is the book I've been waiting for. I'm like, really? You're the one cool. Dingbats fan? Like, like <laughs> seriously? But I do see a lot of negative stuff about the Killing Time, the Batman book. So I, I think that he's best to stay the deal. You know when you go into his book, you don't need to know the character because he barely does, Eric. So you end up and he gets to play with characters that he can reinvent. And he full out says that that whole Danger Street's reinvent, reinventing characters and things. But really, they, they were in one issue or so. So he can do what he wants, stay away and whatnot. But he says, if they are, I feel sorry for them. Much like Playboy magazine. I wonder what J-Man thinks of me giving a seven to that. Just like, I, I think the know. majority of people still reading Detective Comics are in it for the pictures and not the words. So welcome to the Williams first, my friends. It's not doing anything. I think he means Batman, but that's, that's fine. Yeah. And 
Again, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really hated Joshua Williamson's stuff. I don't like the Flash stuff that he did, neither did you. Me and you were down on that. Yeah, a lot of this stuff, while it's still like, you know, it starts out kind of epic, it, it always fizzles out. That's what always happens. It always fizzles out. So you have to hope that at one point, being the Dark Crisis deal, he hits it. He actually is able to hit it by the Can end. Can you go full Grant Morrison? Can you do it, Williamson? I feel bad because on the site I ended Please up don't. giving the last <laughs> yeah, Justice League Incarnate, I gave it like an 8.8, I think it was what my score was. And I'm saying, you know what, this is what I want. This feels big, it's it's cool, whatnot. Man, Joshua Williamson, maybe I will get down with you on what you're selling me, what you're cooking in that get kitchen down, with the rock, down. right? And so somebody ended up commenting like, yeah, I'm a Joshua Williamson fan too. I mean, we both love the Flash Run, something like that. A I'm like, lot of people love that Flash Run. I don't get it, but a lot of people did. That's where, again, this is where I try to tell people about like not faking the funk and things like that. We know what we should do to make things, you know, easier and things suck like, everybody I off. I can't though. The guy saying about this. I didn't really like the flash run. <laughs> Get this guy upset with me. Uh, for me, paradox. Tom Taylor is kind of a mixed bag. I paradox. I know. I was listening to that uh, parody the other day. I really like his Dark Knights of Steel series. So do I. It's good. But I'm not enjoying Nightwing or Superman: Son of Kal El. I'm. It's one of those weird things. I'm enjoying them, but at points I'm not. I just want more. As basically, I'm enjoying what, Nightwing. I think more than Son of Kal El, but I like them both for the most part. Well, you'll like. You won't like Nightwing this week because I think we get a Son of Kal El. It didn't feel like a Nightwing, but other series that I would I definitely like recommend week's. from Tom Taylor. I didn't, and I'll, I'll tell you the reason why when we get to it. Obviously, but again, it's all surface level. It's always surface level with him, and it, it annoys me the stuff with the truth. Look great. Yeah, they look awesome. But the idea that out of nowhere, oh, it's Dick Grayson funding the truth because that's the idea. Oh, it can't be bad at all now. I'd like to have that gray area. It's not Green Arrow. I actually would have liked where it wasn't on the up and up and Dick Grayson was investigating it and ran into Superboy or Superman. He's funding it. Oh, I agree. But the thing is, I still don't trust these people in a boat full of mess. I trust them all because he gets Wink and Airy, number two characters that he'll never do anything bad with. He ends up having the boyfriend of John and then Dick Grayson funding it. There's no way that it's not on just the full up and up. Uh, there's no way he'll pull that back. There's too many I can't saints no going. The, the idea that Ari and the, the no way, Wink yeah. are bad. I, he's not going to do that. There's maybe. no way. No way. I, I will guarantee you that. That is, in my mind, him giving again, a full stamp. I'm not saying that they're bad. They might be involved in something bad they don't yeah, know I don't about think at the time. I, I, I actually think that Dick Grayson funding it was the final deal of there is nothing at all wrong with them, that there is no way because Dick Grayson would have looked into it because I Tom, Taylor, Tom Taylor does not have anything wrong go with Dick Grayson. He will not do anything that's even a gray area anymore. He's just he's a complete saint. But he's not enjoying those. But he says that... Uh, he recommends The Seven Secrets, his uh, indie book that mm-hmm. he does. I read the first issue. I'll admit I didn't like it. A lot of people love it. I, I really, it wasn't for me. Uh, that was at the point where I actually liked Firepower more, and they kind of seem like the same kind of things going on. That's a Robert Kirkman book uh, with some things going on. I think Tom Taylor does a better job in stories where he doesn't have to pull in any current continuity or give established characters a voice in his story that people will recognize or associate with the character. Are you guys looking forward to the Dark Crisis event, Aaron? Uh, not really. I don't know. I'm living. I I look forward to big events like that because I find them to be fun for the most part. But when we had all that weird stuff about like you know what the other crises were, like how it's all connected to the Great Darkness stuff, like that, retconning these things and making this thing over here work, and then having Pariah be the big bad, I'm like, 
I don't know if this is for me, but I'll be here for it. I'm telling you, I think that it's kind of, I say again in the news, I think it lit a fire under some people. All of a sudden, people after that announcement seem to be more excited about what's going on than they were before that. So that might help us out. When something in the DC universe can easily stomp the true form of dark side, you know the DC heroes have something truly formidable to deal with did you see did you look anything up in that tom king deal the danger street do you see what's happening in that i have no idea it's pretty crazy you end up having starman uh the warlord and i forget who else but they're actually Uh getting uh, no i don't think it is they get um, dr fate maybe dr fate yeah they're they're calling in and and getting dark side on earth so that they can beat them up and show the justice league how cool they are i'm like that ain't gonna work yeah could we please have a new crisis and so reboot So he's making every Dark Side year? a joke. Maybe. Maybe he'll come and kick their ass. I don't Hopefully. know. There's a bunch of other lady cops in that. Uh, lady cop. <laughs> lady cop. I think at this point, DC leadership is trying to lure Jeff Johns back into the fold by crapping all of the continuity and character development that he spent years establishing with many of our beloved DC characters. He's kind of back. I mean, and he's not kind involved. Of. He's already he's doing a couple things going on. And then, you know, I don't think I, I don't know that he wants to get involved in big, big things. I, I don't know. I have no idea what he's up to. If they ruin his masterwork badly enough, maybe he'll return to clean up the mess free of charge or on the cheap. And the problem is a lot of people, there's a lot of people who hate his guts. I don't sure. know if they're trying to, you know, get him involved slyly and kind of go. But, yeah, we like him. And writer wise, wouldn't it suck if everyone in the Just League dies, supposedly except for Naomi? And Naomi's not dying. I don't know what's worse, the idea of Naomi being the only remaining Just League member or the fact that Naomi has a series on the CW. She has her book coming out in a couple Season weeks. Two. Season two is coming out. So, yeah, she ain't dying, but I don't think she'll be involved. She's multiplying. In yeah, really. She's like baby's kids. kids. Oh, my God. Speaking of the CW, how are you guys enjoying season two of Superman and Lois, sir? I don't think I've started watching it yet. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen a second of the show, so asking the wrong guy. I usually playing... wait for a few episodes to build up because I hate waiting week to week. So, like, I think is I haven't even thought about it, though. He doesn't spice. Just say the mystery of Bizarro is, is oh, being Oh, I did see that on Twitter. Up. But they kind of shit the bed on bringing in a uh, junior Superman team. Actually, I think they should have shown the remaining Asian kid pissing himself or shitting his pants when his teammates were eliminated in two seconds. I have no I idea have no what idea. that's <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I again, I ended up watching the first uh, episode of Naomi. It wasn't for me. I, I It was a weird episode. It kind of bored me. And the kind of the changes that they did, I would never think that they changed something and make it worse than what, you know, Bendis could do. But they did. And then I didn't watch. But since, I look but forward I, to the Superman and Lois stuff because I really enjoyed the first season. So it will be something I will be watching going forward. The only DC TV show I've ever watched, I've watched a bit of uh, Arrow. When it first came out, but I have not seen any of the others. As soon as you stopped saying you failed just city, like you stopped watching, because that was all Green Arrow was to all you. I, all I remember, uh, here's the deal, it's been so long. All I remember is the city kind of got demolished, and his mom might have died, and he was all upset. Is that something that happened? Because sure. that's, that's what I remember. Uh, and I'm like, do it, Diggle. That's what I would yell. DC missed a golden opportunity with Infinite Frontier and the Omniverse to put a spotlight on lesser-used characters from other Earths, like the Milestone characters. They're not in this universe and no. that is fully out stamped. You end up having Denny Cowan who said they're not allowed to be in the regular universe. So you're never going to have that. It's the Wildstorm characters, which we do have, and yeah. they were in the Batman and Urban Legends Batman right away. Yeah. So, yeah, you have those. With Halo and everything. Vertigo characters. I mean, I you that. can kind of play out. You do have that. JSA characters, but that's going to be probably what they're comes They're in the periphery from what we had in Infinite Frontier, but they are around. 
I don't want to see replacement characters I don't enjoy reading about so far taking on the Justice League mantles. And that's the thing, too. You don't have to have anybody take over the Justice League. They they could just have their own separate teams of doing things, you know, almost like, and yeah, they're going to call themselves Justice League, but what does that matter? You know what I mean? That the idea that you get a bunch of guys together, guys and well, girls. Like and back them. in the 90s, we had like five Justice League that's teams. That's what I think that's what we're going to get. I think we're going to get almost like, you know, strike team. That type might be an exaggeration, but that much of one. But still, I, I think that that might be the deal. But again, like you had Justice League International, Justice League of America, the Justice League Task Force, and all this other stuff going on. You had even the Justice League Detroit at one point. Like, there's enough room with the JL title. You can have a lot of heroes doing a lot of cool things. Yeah. And so, with this, now, just think of this the Justice League dies. And I'm going to give you what I would think would be the usual suspects of the things because. Batman, say Batman's dead, right? Batman's dead. Jace in New York is not the replacement. It would probably be Nightwing. I don't mind that. He's been Batman at a point. It, you end up having Barry Allen gone, Wally. I mean, this isn't the idea that you have to have. But what if Wally dies? Well, if he's then Barry. <laughs> Barry's but already he's gone. he's stuck in the other multiverse. But you know what I'm saying? John's Bart already Allen. Superman. You, uh, if, if they end up having... You know, Donna Troy, Artemis, or even Yara Flora. Yara Flora would be a little too soon, I think, to be in the Justice League like that. But if it was Donna Troy or something, I'm, I'm fine with that, too. Uh, or Apollo again. She's like, all right, shit, I just got off the team. I'm back. And so I, I don't think that you have to go full out of thinking that just because the main team dies, everybody else is going to scatter in the wind. And then all of a sudden, all you're left with is, oh, my God, you know. Some crazy deal, but also we already had the Just League Incarnate. That probably will be the deal anyway. So I don't know. That's because that's a multiversal Just League. I don't know if they would just you know House of Heroes over Earth Prime every time or Earth Zero every time. Well, I'm saying the idea of the story leading back into the Just League Incarnate Infinite Frontier. You already have that team out and about trying to stop what should be what they're trying to stop. Still, I think they're all just going to be together. We'll have one of those big things where, like in Christ on Infinite Earths, when they're in the monitors, satellite deal and his thing, we're going to have every character there hobnobbing and stuff, and you just have a ton of characters. But says the crisis would be perfect opportunity to pull characters from these other Earths in the proper DC universe. And it's a weird thing. Like, J-Man, I, I understand what he's saying. We are getting that with Just League Incarnate. Oh, yeah, totally is that. But the idea that head. you're... Upset, <laughs> RIP. You're upset, like you don't want. He's better than the rest. Like just the, the idea, you don't want a Jace Fox to be the Batman on the Just League. You'd rather have Earth Sevens. To, like I don't know why that would be anything different or even better. Because, uh, like you said, you already have that in Just League Incarnate. RIP Thomas Wayne. We'll have to see what he's up to. He got zapped. Still Flashpoint stuff. Yeah, yeah, so we'll have to see if that's a, again, is that a prequel, is it a sequel, is it something, uh, that'll be funny. Or is it reforming the Flashpoint world? But again, I, I end TikTok. up where, it's funny because that's what I want, and you ended up mentioning that because I kept going into, oh, are we going to retroactively finally try to fix the nonsense Tom King did with the button and coming in? Screw that, let's go forward, and maybe that's what happens. He wakes up in that. Flashpoint universe is like, holy shit, this the again? Omega, the Omega Effect does a lot of crazy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could do whatever. It rebuilt an entire timeline that died. Yeah, what the hell? Made it its own world. Oh, that dark side. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. That's J-Man. Thank you, J-Man. Moon Bay. And again, though, one of the things, like he's saying about the dark, that's kind of the, the fun of it. What is it going to do? Are they going to have a new Just League? Who would it be? What would you I want? Things like that. I filling out a new roster of the Just yeah, League. Yeah, it's cool. So... Uh, we'll Where's have to see. Yeah, we'll see. I, what book was it the other? He was burning 
What's that in? Uh, that was in Green Lantern. In Green Lantern, <laughs> just burn and fall up from ah. the sky. Oh my God, poor Martian Manhunter. We hardly knew you, John. Luis is next, and he has a question. Usually, I send these to you beforehand. I one forgot, but two, it doesn't matter. It's kind of a cool off the cuff. Deal. Okay. And I'll say that to make it work. It doesn't hello, matter. Hello, Jim and Eric and the best smelling crew, the Get Fresh crew. You ain't been to Jim's house. That is true, especially down here in the basement. <laughs> holy, holy, Eric. I'm sitting down here. I now have to take two Zertex to get through this days of this nonsense down here. I don't know what that is, but I bet I it's I don't bad. either. It's this guy said it in the alley. He's like, Zertex, whatever. Give it to me, buddy. You know, he's like, it's the numb. You know what time it is, the question of the week. If you can be on any superhero team or villain team, what team would you be on? Which team would you be on? <laughs> That's the worst part about this because I'm like, I want to say Young Justice. I'm 39 years uh, old. What am I doing awesome. hanging out with a bunch of teenagers? That'd be so awesome. But think of that. I was thinking of <laughs> this the other day. Mother. It was something that came up on the Marvel deal. They had some things going. Oh, no. It was actually manga because you end up having a 21-year-old guy in a book and this 14 you old man. And he got I'm like, oh, that'd be funny if you had a guy on like a young justice who was like 48, no. but he thinks like he's pretending that. But I am a man child. Does that work? You are. And that's the thing. They end up trying to devise a plan. And they don't go to you because you're the most immature one on the team. <laughs> like, look at this guy. If I can't do that because it is a little tad creepy in my mind. I would probably want to go to something like. Uh, would you graduate to the Titans? Maybe that's the thing. Is not the Teen Titans, but the Titans itself. I think I'd want to go and hang out with like all of the new Teen Titans and stuff like I, that. I I know mine, but what would be funny? No, I, I take it back. I don't want to hang out with Beast Boy. Yeah, yeah, really. Well, you I know, hate that you, guy. You might end he's up. He's making dick jokes. Every other thing, and that's what she said he's nonsense. He's hitting on you. I mean, he's definitely doing that. Uh, I would love it because you would be the guy who's on the Justice League. And they're like, okay, let's draw straws to see who's on monitor duty. You'd actually fix it so you could be, and then you'd be there like wash playing with your figures there on there. This might be a tad cheating, but I want to be a part of the Shazam family, but all the kids are in their powered form, so they're Uh, all adults like me, but they have the mind of a child. Actually, no. Let's play the idea that it's opposite. When you end up becoming – you're not like – you know, Uncle Shazam and all I'm that. Uncle Dudley? No, no, he's nonsense. That guy, I mean, seriously, he gets the powers of Shazam. He's still old as anything, and he's fat. Yeah. Nonsense. No, I think I want this new character where old ass you gets younger. You're all of a sudden, when you Shazam, you're just like a 12 year old <laughs> just walking around, whatever. Uh, I'm on the outsiders. I'm definitely, because seriously. Why I'm not. Be? I'm not exactly the most handsome man. I'm walking around with metamorpho shit like that. I don't want to hang out with metamorpho because you know he stinks. He probably does, but then again, hmm? Katana's you know? just pissed at all of you all the time. Yeah. Oh, she'd be furious. And then I just talk to the sword. And I'm like, what, That's what, what I, I say. So I'm sitting here with Geo Force. I'm like, I don't want to hang out with Geo Force. Geo Force would be pretty fun. I actually take Geo Force. Yeah, pa- I don't think you could even understand him with his accent. That's what's even better, Eric. <laughs> I just nod. That whole Markovian accent. Hey, Mister Force. Think about this I don't know what's going on with you, Mr. Force. Brion. And you got you to gotta call him that. You got to go like, Brion. Hey, Brion. I like that. Brion. Brion. What's up with uh, you? No, you don't uh, have to continue. You say uh, Brion. Why, why are you <laughs> such a douchebag, as they say? Oh, yeah, uh, you're not having friends here. Yeah, this would be great. Now we're the outsiders, and they get mad at go me. Go to like, Stormwatch. They're, they're like, man. <laughs> no, no. Uh, they're, they're mad at me, and they're like, 
why are you talking like me? You making fun of me. I'm like, hey, we're all outsiders here. And they're like, damn right we are. No, fuck it. I'm going to the Secret Society. Yeah, that'd be good, too. I just want to see who else is a member there because it always tickles my fancy whenever I'm I get to see the Secret that Society. You actually don't get, like, you don't want to be in, like, the Legion of Doom or something like that. You know, Those are out. all the heavy hitters. I don't want to deal with them because yeah. they're actually scary fucks. Yeah, that is true. I, I, I just like the outsiders. I could end and up also talking. it's in a swamp. Yeah, well. I mean, that, Probably what, are you telling me too. benefits? Or, <laughs> I'm telling you, I could do all my accents. It'd be great. Nobody right? wants that. Batman shows no, up. The I'm true scared. And I'm like, hey, what's up? There's a Batman. And he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Get him out of here. I'm like, hey, you are not. How about this? How about Batman Incorporated? And we're just the Batman of Quaker Town, and we do nothing. Like, pretty much everybody in Quaker Town. We just sit here. It'd be awesome, right? What would what would be your Batman persona? I don't think I'd have a Batman persona. Mm. Like, it would just be a guy with a Bat like a guy with a blanket, like, you know, safety pin around him. <laughs> that would be, I, I would love Somehow it. Somehow I'm just going to usurp the name the Creeper. That would be pretty cool for can different I, reasons. Can I be your Robin? Can, can we run around and stuff like that? And pretty much, what we don't have a Batmobile. You Fat can't drive. And Robin. So I end up, I I end up as like chicken fight. But it's R I R O B B I N. You know, like uh, you're Robin because we're bad guys. I'm Robin. Stuff your Fat Man and I'm your hamburger. Oh jeez, that that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> that would be I, that that would be good. <laughs> but we'll we'll end up. Let's rob that fucking Mayor McCheese. That guy's a little too high for loaded. He's up there. Who who he elected can that? Extra who elected that asshole anyway? He's got this. Sesame Seeds, uh, did you see, as a little aside, I don't know if you have the McDonald's app, Eric. Why would I have the McDonald's app? I don't phone. know. Oh, well, then again, there, you can't have the McDonald's app, I guess. But on the app, they actually, and I don't know if you'd like this or not, they have the secret menu items on the app. So, like, I can order the, the surf and turf, right? All right. I don't know that I, I like that because it's kind of cool because then you get to see the price and whatever. One of the things, though, it says build your own. I'm like, really? You're just giving me a, a Big Mac and a filet of fish? I, I, I could have gotten that any other way. Gross. But they're also expensive. I'm like, eh, kind of takes the thrill out of the secret menu when it's on an app. Seriously. It's like the Secret Society. They have an app? No. Erica, did you like earlier? We didn't even mention that the only way you can get uh, Madame Xanadu is you have to make an appointment on the app. Did you see uh, that? I was I, like, what is going on? That's where I said that I didn't think that he... He was playing off that he knew her as much as she should have, but he played it. Loose. I am so disconnected. I'm such a nine with the idea oh, that you are Howard a nine. because when I read that, it wasn't the idea of an app. I know what I saw was an impossible idea. Like appointments only by appointment. I actually read that that way the first time, and then got angry because is that the way that like, you just can't exclusive. get an appointment? Like, and I thought maybe that was the joke. I think I actually ended up looking it up when I was reviewing that book too. If that was a thing, yeah, really, appointment by appointment only. That's pretty funny, actually. So, ah, uh, but yeah, I, I would be. Everyone's honest. thought of a, a, an app like that, Jimbo and the Outsiders. We'd call ourselves and we'd go and solve crimes, maybe yeah, stop a little bit, stuff. and uh, do some rhymes. No, fuck, I'm hanging out with the rogues, actually. What, the rogues were actually one of my Just early ones. Just hang out in the bar and drink beer and talk about heists. Yeah, I don't think that they really do no that killings. much. And, and again, I think the rogues Blue are... color work. I think the rogues are one of those that would be like, okay, rogues, gather up, let's go do this. And you could be like, yeah, I don't feel it today. Like, yeah. all right, that's rogues' ways. 
rogues being rogues. But I imagine a lot like being a firefighter as well, where you have the tricks to that, and he's constantly hazing you and doing bullshit when you're trying yeah. to think, like, take a nap well, or something. Well, there's always going to be annoyances like that. Yeah, right. I, I know the heat wave smells because and, of all the burns he has. Oh, yeah. The open but, source. But he would smell like sulfur and stuff. And no, no. He'd great, smell like open source. Captain Cold, he's like freezing your balls or something, uh. you know, doing shit like that. I don't know. Mirror Master's like, come through this mirror, and he cracks it right when you split in half. Oh, now I'm stuck with the image maker. Everybody's laughing. Oh, my God. He's with the image maker. Maybe that, seriously, you said right away, we need a story where Mirror Master's like, fuck this. We're going I after the image maker. I don't know what the image maker's talking crazy. about. What the, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know either. But that's that. That is the mouth. Thanks, Thank you, everybody, Reese. for mailing Luis, I don't know if I came up with a definitive Donna. answer, but there you well, go. you had a bunch, but I'm on the outside. JSA. I'm there in my hero persona that everybody knows and loves. But we will go off. Now we're going to get back to some books, going to a book that we already started talking about with Nightwing. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shape. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. That is just Eric Shea, who I'm here with to continue the podcast. You're still here, Eric. Congratulations, so. you made it. And here we are with Nightwing, Nightwing number 89. And I'm having some phlegm problems, and it's Gross. really annoying me. It's annoying me. Ah, and I'm sure it would annoy everyone else as well. But Nightwing number 89 is written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo, colors by Adriana Lucas, and letters by Wes Abbott. It's part one of two. Of the world's finest sons, they Ooh. ours. I end up like to think of them as the superior sons, uh, my deal, but really the superior sons, yeah, the super sons, the superior sons. I kind of like that flow, uh, but it works out, and you end up having this deal where you're gonna have this two part crossover with John and Dick Grayson that was set up by Tom Taylor already before, before Superman left, which he works. did say. Hey, Nightwing, I want you to check out things with my son and watch. Yeah, it does work. It, it does <laughs> so work. So he became a billionaire and completely forgot about it. Yeah, you know how it is. A billionaire is time is I'm money, and that money is a billion dollars. I mean, I end up, I keep trying to talk to, like, say, a Bill Gates. He won't return my call. So I see how it is. Uh, but you end up starting this out. And again, I like this issue. I really do. Uh, there's just parts where it still feels, and I said it already, still just real surface level. And the storytelling at points becomes more to push that fan service stuff. But people love that. People are eating it up. And boy, and the amazing art to go along with it doesn't hurt at all. When you see that red and black Nightwing suit, now you're talking my deal. You're well, singing my weird. tune. Like the red and black Nightwing suit is one of my favorite things. People hate it. They want the blue and black. And that's it. it. The red and black is my favorite Nightwing suit. But when I look at this here and I think about John just getting into his power and stuff like that, he's gone off now. Superman doesn't know where he is. He's lost because he flew without, you know, not supposed to fly and get himself lost. Now Batman and Nightwing are on the case. At this point in time, when we had John developing his powers like this, Nightwing was already back in blue. Yeah, he was, but they're going to play this up. And it's just an idea. Maybe he just had to grab that suit. Maybe the other one was a tweeters. But it, it, again, though, I like it. I love seeing it. But yeah. you're, you're pointing out a, a thing there. It's only there for us to love, and it doesn't really make sense in the timeline. Because really even look at the suit that Batman's wearing. It's his rebirth suit that he has on there with like that, like the Scott yeah, Snyder suit. and this should suit. be full rebirth. You I mean, Tom having, King suit. John ends up being born right at the end of the new 52 slash DCYOU. They end up retroactively fitting it in a little different than not being Convergence, but it was at the beginning. So he should be in the blue suit. 
but they want to make it a different earlier version to kind of get that, you know, idea that a younger Dick Grayson Nightwing. So it doesn't, but again, that's what I'm kind of talking about. It's just there for me and you to be, oh my God, we Ooh, love it. I love and I even suit. said in my review. It's the only Nightwing figure that I bought is that color suit. Me and you love it because it works well into the whole Robin Bat family type deal with the, the red emblem. We really like it. So when you do this, it's a really nice deal where everybody's out, but it almost feels again, the idea everybody loves Superman, everybody already loves John, they're going to go. It's very similar to what happens when Dick Grayson has gotten into trouble. All hands on deck, but it makes sense. And they go and find him. John almost blasts him because Batman's coming in looking like Batman. You're going to push this idea of Dick Grayson again, just being a, a great, great guy. guy and being able to figure it out. That's why Don't I know love if Dick I care Grayson. for Batman having lollipops next to his smoke grenades, but whatever. But even then, that is played off as a it joke. It doesn't even have a wrapper keeps... on it. It's just a loose lollipop. Again, in a pouch. this is like the grandma with the ribbon candy out of the pocket. It really it's gross. Plays off worse. It plays like. The old man, I'm not even going to say grandpa. I'm saying the old man who's like, hey, you want some candy? Reach in there, kids, to the pockets. You're like, I don't know if I'm playing this game there, buddy. Uh, So the joke is a kind of a good joke, but it goes on too long. And then I love the idea here. It's where John's like, you know, little John, but he, he doesn't seem as little. But he's like, oh, you know, and they figured it out. Batman had figured it out. He probably tried to use his, you know, flying and he went off. He wasn't supposed to do it. Figured out the trajectory of where he'd end up. And it's good. Everybody else looking in space. Batman knows it. And Superman hugs him. He's not going to yell at Johnny. He knows how it is and whatnot. But I love this idea. Hey, kid, you want to see me juggle some rocks? And he's just juggling rocks in the background. I'm like, what is going on here? The idea that John's like amazed at rock juggling. You know what's like, even stranger too with the designs that we have here? Like I said, it's it's a fine scene and everything like that. And I just have to get all nerdy with it. But when I look at the Superman as well, this is the Superman who was from the pre-Crisis Universe Superman. It is. Yeah, it's weird. And it, like, you know, with that, like I can understand that maybe Superman like had this to like change because when we like combine the blue and uh, red versions of Superman and like screwed up with all continuity to make all these characters make sense in one timeline, they've always been there. Let's just say that Superman, in this new idea, continued with the suit at some point. Like, this is a new look for him until he went back to the classic. Remember when we had that John issue where, and I think it was in that, where Tom Taylor, they had that big bad, that guy, oh my god, he's the worst, the worst, and ends up being one of his buddies that he threw and he used the new, the name, and it was like a drug runner, you know, child kind of. abductor. But he, I think that basically Tom Taylor, he, he plays loose, but he's also saying to Bruno Redondo, just draw the one you like yeah i think that that is what and that does that drives a guy like you nuts sometimes the idea that you're trying to figure it out Uh, we could talk and and they would probably answer i think it was i told them have fun we're doing something from the past just grab whatever suit or whatever you like and do it and so they end up doing it again though draw 2016 characters yeah it starts up this but you end up it's a nice scene so i can't rip it apart but it doesn't do much and it really feels to me like earlier, issue one of Nightwing, of Tom Taylor doing it, the idea of Barbara and Dick as young, you know, guy and gal, and they end up, the, the dog, like, uh, it just feels like a little forced in the deal, but it's a really nice scene. It, it really is. And then Dick John, and Barbara? Yeah, mem- no, this one especially. Oh, okay. But remember when they had that deal and they ended up knowing each other and stuff like it? Just, oh, yeah, yeah. They've this always just feels, that. this just, though, that you didn't like. You said that that was extraneous information that really didn't play out, especially then. When Dick gets the three-legged dog later, and that—that's what all the scene just. Oh, look, Dick Grayson's a nice guy. 
and John likes juggling. And they go and, and go with See, that. See, you have the scene and you go to the present day, like past the John stuff, where he's currently still upset about the two people who died during the Kraken attack and stuff like that and stuff that's going on with the Gamora Corps in his own book. When we move past this, where he's still in a very dark place because of that, and we have to get Dick Grayson involved because Kalex sees that John doesn't even want to talk to his holographic dad, you know, counterpart, and just wants to have uh, some alone time, some solitude, as he puts it. When we get to Bloodhaven, Dick and Barbara share in a bed, which I love because I always am going to ship those two, and I want to see this go further to a wedding at some point. But when their sleep clothes are, Barbara wearing a Teen Titans Go t-shirt, and Dick gets up and has Batman freaking, like, you know, you know, fluffy, like, uh, sweatpants that he wears. I'm like, I kind of like that because yeah, it, it just I do seems the same too thing. over the top, though. It seems like, again, it's always like it always feels like this book is begging you to like it. And everybody already does. It always feels like it's something like it goes a little too far, far to be like, oh, look, man, this is cool as a DC fan. But I already like it. And those it's sort of things are like you, though, extraneous that, to you know, me. that Barbara seems like she has more pink hair than she does red yeah, hair. Yeah, she this. does there. It does look it. But again, I like the scene. It's very good. Because Kalex is showing up and saying, like, you know, I think that uh, John needs your help right now. And him realizing, oh, shit, I kind of shit the bed here. I was supposed to look in on the kid. I like that he's happen. like, again, like the tent city. He goes, I'll deal with that tomorrow. <laughs> that made me laugh. I'm like, you always deal with it tomorrow. You never do it at the time. But you end up where... John does go to talk to his dad, and it's the classic. He has the crystals. Clark had set this up. But again, it, it doesn't – I'm not – like, you have liked this part. You, you wanted to continue this idea that he is upset. I'm not getting any feelings from it because when he does go and say this, oh, man, I didn't save those two people, then you have the sensible Clark talking. But then at the end, he's like, I'd rather talk to my dad. I want to have some solitude as he goes. And I told you that I thought that this felt like we talked about last week the idea of some sort of issues feeling like sitcoms and that's what this feels like a lot even this scene feels like an after school or a very special episode to me where i'm not really getting the feels from it and i'm not really seeing the idea of what does it mean when a john is depressed yeah he goes and says oh dad i feel better whatever but then he leaves and he's fine he goes and sees jay and he's like, hey, what's up? What are we doing? Oh, we're going to go to the truth thing. All right. You know, give me my mask. Let's well, go. I mean, as somebody who has suffered with depression, I can understand putting on the game face to go and do stuff. While you're alone, you are feeling miserable about what's happened. In a, in a thing where that is something where you might find out, oh, my God, this guy's been depressed. I never knew that. But we're seeing the inner workings here. And I don't feel that he's that depressed. I just think he's upset. And he is. But he's already doing this thing where his dad, as a. You know, he's saying what his dad already told him earlier when they were sitting there. And John said, I want to do more. You can't do everything. I, I went through this phase. I tried. He's actually talked to him about this when you ended up having John throw shade at Superman saying, why don't you stop this? Why didn't you stop that? Why don't you save that? And Superman, you can't do everything. And I just don't get this idea that the idea that, that there was an attack and he ended up not being able to save a couple of people. This is some things that he already would have seen by now and dealt with at least at a point in all the other things that he's been involved with. I just didn't feel like this was the full out depressed John because I'm not saying I'm just seeing him say that and then move on and seem happy. Like you said, you could be playing, but I don't think that when he goes to Jay or whatever that he's like, I'm going to put on a brave face. He seems to be fine and talking to Jay because that's yeah, his boyfriend. He kind of just says, hey, kisses him, keeps his head down while Jay talks about what they're going to do. Right. Well, he says, hey, I was in the Arctic talking to the hologram my father. I think that at this point now, I'm getting mixed signals of what is he upset at? Is he more upset because of what happened or is he more upset that his dad isn't there? And then I'm thinking. I think both. 
Why doesn't he go talk to his mom? His mom's there. But his mom doesn't understand how to be a superman. Yeah, no, his mom would have dealt with the idea that if his dad might have said this to her at times, they do talk. And the idea of this, it's still his mom. He would still go to his mom. If, if you end up having problems at work in a job, a trucker type deal, your dad was a trucker, but he's not around. You could still go and talk to your mom about being depressed or maybe upset about that. Plus, it's Lois Lane. She's more than just his mom. She's involved. In, she's a checkmate for crying out loud. I just, I'm telling you, I just, I like this issue. It just, everything is just, you have a thing that's supposed to be this big feels moment. Oh my God, he's depressed. Soon we go to the next thing. Boom, we go to the next. And you're never able to actually sit there and gather up the depression or gather up the feels because we're always moving on to the next part that seems to be up and chipper and whatnot. And we get to the part where we talked about during the mail, just, you know, the, the section before. The idea that Jay says, hey, we're going to do this true stuff. We're going to meet with the guy who's the money man. We're going to meet there. And we do find out then it's Dick Grayson after a joke that it's Lex. And Dick and shows again, up. It's a joke about Lex. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm reading this, he jokes like, who's funding you right now? Like, you know, Lex Luthor. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just joking. I think that Jay is some, there's something up about Jay. And that's not exactly a joke, as he puts yeah, it. I know. But, but the, the thing is, it, it isn't true. I mean, they're being funded by Dick Grayson, and, and you're you're sitting here. You're not playing. Maybe the idea is the play of he's just throwing money at everything, like, you know, whatever. But Dick Grayson isn't somebody who's going to end up giving a organization like this money without really knowing something about it. He does say, I need to know more about no. you. John steps in and says, whoa, 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 he can't show you because that would be the problem. Can't show his face. It's a weird thing since he knows this is Dick Grayson and wouldn't have an issue. But the idea of that, then Wink and Aries show up. I'm telling you, just having Dick Grayson funding the money, having Wink and Aries involved with it, I, I really am telling you that I don't see anything that could happen is Jay is duping them all and maybe that. But I don't think that the truth itself or anything going on here is anything bad because that would make a lot of I, I just look i just look at that doesn't make any of these characters look bad ever but imagine if he did jim no the the thing i wanted like i said if you're going to do that i would have loved the play and, and again this is more of a, a john book than actually nightwing in my mind uh, but with that weapon if nightwing was on the case oh my god i heard about this thing he ends up investigating sets up almost like a matches malone thing to go there and sees that john's there that's more interesting to me if it isn't on the up and up. But I think this just spells it out. It's on the up and up. Again, you have John's boyfriend that everybody's into. I don't know that there wouldn't be a huge backlash to Tom Taylor if you end up seeing that this is a guy who's bad. And Wink and Airy as well. So we'll Again, have to just see. because you know, Wink and Airy are working for this because they believe it is the right thing that's going on around doesn't mean that Jay Nakamura is on the up and up. But you're you're really putting the idea that these really good characters screwed up mask that he wears. He's it's a mask. You would hope that Dick Grayson is smart enough to look into things. Well, he's been a billionaire for what, like five minutes? Well, I know, but that, that that's the big point. If he was a billionaire for 10 years, I'd see that that would be the way he's like, yeah, money's there. The idea of the truth, like, I'm not exactly sure for, like, exactly what they do, because I always just imagine Jay Nakamura as a conspiracy theory kind of podcast. So I'm like, it's pretty much just, you know, funding with That's the what it seemed at, at the beginning, but now it, it feels like they it's more. Of, now it's more of like that, you know, rebel radio type deal and all that nonsense. But you end up where, again, you're going to show that Dick Grayson is real smart, even though you can see past that domino mess. But he ends up, shoot, man, come meet. You're showing how I, I would hate to think that Tom Taylor's just going to be like, yep, Nightwing was an idiot for giving the money to this Wink and Airy. They didn't look into it. And it just seems weird with these characters. 
that you would play. Now, if it's Jay really on the down low and really tricking them or whatever, then maybe that would be interesting. I just know that his mother used to be the president of the Island Nation of Gamora. She has gone missing once Henry Bendix took over. Henry Bendix is working with Lex Luthor. I don't know how Jay Nakamura got out of the island and is now doing this here. It just seems there's a lot of things that I don't know about this guy besides the fact that he's a post-human like a lot of other people on Gamora that Henry Bendix can control. Yeah, but again, that's why I think he's not bad. Because he's not the ones that he can control. That seems to be the new program. And the idea that he got out of there and now is trying to expose Bendix. I don't know what the play would be of being bad then. Of the idea of all the things that and ended maybe up having we had the swerve that oh my god Jay Nakamura is bad, but then the swerve after that is oh no he's just being controlled by Henry Bendix. Well, here's and again this won't be in the comics deal, but what I'm saying you end up doing that and then people will immediately say oh that's why he liked John and they became boyfriends because he was being controlled and it was a dupe and people will lose their minds. Well, that's what but I wouldn't. He go might there. have it do it, but I'm telling you that's what would happen. The people would lose their minds. Oh, you duped us and he was bad. I really don't think I think that when this first started. I really think that you were on to something that Jay was not on the up and up. The minute that became John's boyfriend, I think that all got swept away and we're getting a, uh, you know, a revised edition of this where all of a sudden, oh, my mom, this, and that was tied into that. And it just feels like, you know, I don't know. But with that, you end up having the talk. Oh, my God, we got to report there's some, you know, power. Metahumans are being killed around the world. And the, f- the first time we see it is Metropolis, where I can only imagine people like, you know, the Gamora Corps are just agents of Henry Bendix going around killing superpower beings so he can then replace them, like, you know, for bought versions of the post-humans that he's then creating. But right away, we have them going off the former Titan Risk, and they end up killing Risk. And it's such a weird situation because he's like, with that robot opening, arm. Yeah, but like in the opening, like I couldn't place a timeline on this because it didn't seem to make sense with the costumes that we had going on. Risk, he has a robotic arm because Superboy Prime ripped the one off, but then later on, Superboy Prime ripped the other one off, but here he only has one robotic arm. So I'm like, everything why? <laughs> or does it? Uh, yeah, he just comes back and that. He it, should it's have weird at least too. two robotic arms. Like the idea of this, of the, the you know, post-human deal, like what is the play here? I, I would have rather have seen. Replace the heroes you yeah, know but who are you replacing? Ones. Because risk. What, is, what is Risk doing, though? I mean, the idea of replacing every him. every time he uses powers, it's a Risk, Jim. But you know what I'm saying? Like the, this would be the idea of replacing somebody who's not even doing anything. Like what is Risk doing? I would have rather have had maybe we find out that all this time, Risk has been a bodyguard for the King well, of Sweden. Risk is a weird wild card because he's, he's a Titan at one point. He's a bad guy. He's doing some good here and there. That's, that's why I'm okay with him dying here because In my mind, nobody I, cares that's about all risk. it is. They're just doing that because he's fodder. nobody cares. But why is he getting killed? I'm saying the idea Bendix wants to replace the superheroes with his version to be like bodyguards and things like that. But we Risk just looks like he's walking around town. Nobody's going to know. He's, this isn't a replacement. Well, he's in yeah, but I'm saying, what is he? This if you ended up having risk being the bodyguard of the the king of France, is there a king of France? No, I don't think if so. If there was, but then you kill him, so then you can go and say, as Bendix, hey, I heard you had a problem. Your meta went down. Hey, why don't you try my new and improved deal? This is just him walking around town. We don't know what he's well, we not also involved know with that anything. Another hero was killed in Brazil and another one was killed in Spain. These don't seem like targets that are done in a way they that are in superhero costumes. But I'm saying, what does it benefit Bendix to get randos killed when that doesn't really make you like, what are they going to say? Oh, 
because we lost one in Brazil, we need one to take the place. We don't even know what they are. Well, I wish since that we don't much... know what they are doing, and it might be a thing that they have been working for something higher up later yeah, on that we will discover. I don't, I don't think we'll hear of that. I think this is just said because the idea was to see if they can be killed. But maybe that's the deal. But you end up, it's a weird play. Like I said, this only ends up getting this post you know human deal on the radar to lead to lex maybe it's a setup maybe he's mad because lex ended up talking trash and doing that but which is weird though because we do know that lex is working with bendix you know the idea where you're like listen everybody but he did talk trash remember so maybe the idea like hey everybody we have a new conference everybody's in their masks again in the crowd like listen we want to show you how great we are we ended up killing risk risk and then Somebody we won't name from Brazil and some other guy. They'd be like, really? Spain. Like, what's going on? Like, that doesn't The world really... isn't safe for my Gamora core. You killed Risk, who died like three times in the last 10 years. It's not very impressive. Why does pal. he have, why does he have not two robotic arms? Why does he only have one? It, it felt weird. Like, like I said, I like, I, when, about. <laughs> I like when Nightwing is, is kind of trying to guide John through the detective process and things. That's pretty nice. But I, I just thought like, why would they go after just like you have other heroes running around? Is it a test run? Maybe I'm is sure it we'll something that they just ran? I, I actually I don't know why we'd find out. I just think that what we're going to get is a, a full out scourge of all metahuman. We'll just keep seeing some people die. I don't. I think that he's just doing it to do it. I would have liked more of a you know something a little more explained or something that made more sense, especially with a risk. Who nobody knows, nobody cares about. We haven't seen even and we Dick can Grayson kill him. Yeah, even yeah, even Dick Grayson's like, yeah, he kind of was one of us. So you know, Titans this forever. Was a wild card. <laughs> Titans together and all that. I told him there was a risk. And, ah, you did it. They high five and go. But yeah, I do like how he's guiding. He's doing like a Batman thing that Batman did with him, guiding him through, and even what he did with Damien, even like guiding him through the process of checking out the crime scene, even from afar, because John can do that. And the idea, I love the idea that he, all he wants John to realize is these were people who had the power of flight. They were meta. He's like, do you see any of the footprints? I don't see any. I see a bunch of weird ass pixels in the air with my microscopic vision. And then all of a sudden he sees a contrail of that. Okay. Seems a little forced, but they're going to go and follow that. It leads right Super to Lex vision, Luthor. Jim. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, is that the presence slash speed force slash everything? But yeah, it leads yes. right to yes, Lex Corps. And again, you might find out and it'd be fun if the next deal, because the big thing is, oh my God, it's Lex. The trail leads there. I have a feeling we're going to go and they're going to have to save Lex's ass. I think they went to get Lex. Again, Bendix was talking and, and you ended up the last issue of the son of Kal-El. Lex was pretty much like, you're nonsense. This is ridiculous. You attack my this city. This is supposed to be the rising. Why does it feel like we're only sinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I think that they might be going and roughing it up. And then when they play it out, if maybe it's like, hey, Lex, look, we did these randos in to show you that you better join with us or this shit's going to go wrong for you and Risk. everyone else. I could have killed Risk. Yeah, really. It, it would be fun, but I would love to have this but swerve. I, I kind of want a secret war that nobody knows about, calling back a Marvel term where it's like, you know, the island nation of Gamora versus Lex Luthor. <laughs> versus Lex. Nobody knows about and it. Nobody knows about it. But everybody's collateral damage. No, I, I think that it'd be fun <laughs> if they do end up going to Lex Corps and there is Lex and he's, he's almost getting killed and they have to save him would be awesome 
And, and also, that, that would actually make it too, in case anybody awesome. thought that like it would make Lex look like he's on the up and up. So yep. it's like a long game strategy. Oh, and strategy. you know Lex knows how to play. They they would say, oh my God, I don't know what was going on. This is guy. And, oh, it would be great. And I think that we might be getting switch that. that. You know, Bendis, uh, Bendis, Bendis, I can't say it. Bendix possibly has with the post-humans as he well. Looks where it looks like Bendis, like right? the, the heroes jump in to save Lex Luthor and these people are dead. Yeah, and Lex Luthor is like, fun. look what the heroes have done. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. But I'd still want Lex Luthor to be a mentor. Yeah, that would be. But again, how about a mentor that you think is like, we know he might not be on the up and up, and that'd be fun. Uh, So with all this, I don't know about Nightwing going, what? I can get out of here because Lex is going to, okay, Lex, go for it. It'd be odd. I also want to see that when they get there, you're going to have Lex. But now again, Lex doesn't really know it's Dick Grayson, or does he? He knows the Batman deal. You remember in Forever Evil when he had, like, he saved, like, uh, Dick I Grayson's life? I hope they life? play with that, because I really, so, really yeah, Lex want... Lex Luthor definitely knows that Dick Grayson's I want name. Lex to completely just rip him apart for what he's doing with this money, like he did the Batman. Well, yeah, he said, well, he knows the Dick Grayson, but he said, remember when he said the Batman? Oh, yeah. Your you know, idiot son. Yeah. Your idiot son is... I want to see more of that. I really want to see him talk trash. To Nightwing and so see what I. Nightwing does. That'd be cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the next issue. I do think that they're going to save him in the beginning, and Lex is going to take advantage of that, like he always does. And the does. rising shall continue. And here's the thing: when I go through this, like each individual scene, I like some I really love. It's just that this kid overall... had an arm, Jim. Yeah, I... <laughs> he didn't have an arm up. Nightwing he had a should leg have down. had that red suit then. That's true, but yeah, some of the things are just. It's almost like too much. It's like you know, hey. I love to eat the candy, Eric. You know me with the candies. I'm trying Come to think on, of like, how about this? You ever eat the nerd's rope? Never. I hate nerds. It, it's not great. But Why do I want to chew like fucking crunchy rope? So I'm eating like nerd's rope, and I'm like, this is good. But if I eat seven nerd's ropes in a row, I don't want challenge. nerd's rope anymore. And I, I'm kind of sick of it. And that's kind of like the idea of the pajamas and the shirt. It's getting to the point of okay, I get. It. I've had I've had those the, the sweatpants for the yeah, same yeah. Thing. But I'm just like, but I don't know that I like Nightwing in this universe. I do because it I, makes me feel closer to Nightwing. Oh, I does do it. Grayson does. Yeah, I, I just that I is like almost him. again. That's only there, and again, that's an art thing. So who yeah. knows? But it's just like the idea of look at us. We're the place to go for the fan service. Oh my, we must. I know they do, and I know, and I love the characters, but it, it ends up being eye rolling to me. That now I sit there and I wonder each issue, okay, what nonsense are we going to do to prove that Nightwing is a great guy that never does anything wrong and fan service because they're the coolest and do all the things. And again, it is that play. I like Tom Taylor a little more. If this would have been a Tom King book in the middle of the Batman run, I think both of us would have been furious at that. It does play off the different books and how to go. And this one, it fits a little better, but still, it does kind of annoy me a bit that we're still playing that this much you know long into the run mostly because we haven't dealt with the heartless yet yeah and and we don't even have that because we have or to the put sister that aside. of fucking dick grayson yeah yeah so there we go and you know blockbuster might be run off scared or maybe he's pissed i don't know but you end up he's where always pissed. i like this team up really so it, it's great and art looks amazing i know people want the super sons super sons but this is almost what i was begging for of the maturity of john and what would he do with him and Nightwing are really good. Just together. wait till I Damien finds really out that cool. John was hanging out with his older brother. Yeah, I, I actually, it's weird. You, you don't want to have Damien here to throw that in, but I would have liked at some point 
Damien calls John. He's like, oh, I can't get be with you right now. I can't talk to you. I'm with your brother Dick and hangs up and Damien, you see him sharpening a knife. What? And the steel, he's so upset. I just oh, want those big like, anime eyes. He's like, flatline, let's roll. He's on a big hug. That'd be awesome, man. But yeah, I, I do really like this this team and, and stuff. And I'm looking forward to the next issue, the John issue that will continue this to see if some of these things do end up connecting. And boy, I, I can't wait for them to run into Lex. So I hope that that's what Sexy Lex, he's up they'll, next. They'll get there and Lex will be out. Oh, can we talk to Lex Luthor? No, no, he's not he's in. He's making an appointment through the appointments. Yeah, the appointments are the appointments. <laughs> and then Dick Grayson goes, I'm going to the penthouse. And he goes up like a pirate gets him. Throws money at her. It, <laughs> That's what we need. He needs one of those money shooting machines. Shooting the money. The money shooting Make machines. It rain. There. Yeah. You ever see those? I yes. like those. I like those. They're strip Look. clubs. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw it was a black pen thing, but I don't get into that. Cool. They were shooting some stuff, right? Shooting love is what they were shooting. But Weird. what would you give this? I like this a lot, but not, like the fan service stuff does hold it back just because it is so blatant in your face. The art's great, though. I like this pair up, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Eight out of ten. I'm an eight out of ten. I, I could even go to an eight five when we were talking about it because just thinking of the idea of Lex. And like I said, that, that beginning scene is a great scene. So it doesn't hokey. really do much for the deal, but that's that's what, and that's the thing. I think that Tom Taylor, I'll give him credit. He gives that. It, it oftentimes it's way over the top hokey, but he's going with it. That's him, and that's what he's doing. And it does get that classic kind of feel, maybe even a little Silver Age at points and stuff. So I, I do really like it. It's just like you said. There's sometimes where it gets kind of, you know, it holds back the overall plot and the progression of when you really do get that deal with John. And Dick at the crime scene, my wondering words, out. Yeah. Man, it's great. Jay Nakamura is going to have a heel turn. I don't know. I just, I, I think what we're going to find trust out. Trust that boy. How about this? I think that we'll get both of what we're saying. I do think at one point we'll find out that Jay wasn't on the up and up, but the love of John made him go not straight, but straight. Erica, you know, I don't huh? want to go this. Okay, I think that he ends up where. You know, being with like John, he realizes. No, I'm just saying he oh. realizes that. That's what I consider not straight, but straight. Well, yeah. Hands you know, Summer camp is what I call it. But, yeah, I think that maybe we'll find out, if anything, that he was not on the up and up, but he's changed because of John. And now he goes forward. And that would give you maybe a little bit of an inside track to kind of go get Bendix. I just want to like see that. the truth. And I just don't think you can handle the truth. I don't think I can. I, I love the idea where Dick Grayson is all that time was trying to come up with a phrase. Okay, they're called the truth, but I need to trust. So I'm going to say, <laughs> he's working out lines. If I'm going to trust the truth, then I'm going to have to truth the trust there, buddy. Isn't the trust uh, the, the Libra's thing and Death uh, Deathstroke thing? But he doesn't want, he's probably funding that now. This guy's, he's the, he's a, a modern day Oliver Queen. All about that cash. It would be funny as uh, you end up having this. Hey, I'm funding the, the truth. All of a sudden, he walks away. Oliver comes up and goes, what the fuck are you doing? Are you fucking going in my deal? I'm the money guy. And then yeah, they start throwing money at each other. Just hey, stacks hey, of money at each hey. other. And that, that's the big thing. It escalates, you know, the idea that so you're throwing tens. Was Mr. That, Burns doing that? Yeah, 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 your money fight. He's like, I'm throwing hundreds. Oh, my God. Holy crap there. That's Ghost crazy. Truck. But uh -huh. we're going to go off now to a little bit of a news section. We'll see how people like it. But we're going to go off with me doing a little bit of news. And then we'll be back with Wonder Woman and finish up the podcast. The woo news. news. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the news part of the podcast, part of the Pinkies Up fanciness that we're going to start doing. Hopefully, this will be a segment you enjoy, and I'll keep doing it if you do. And since it is a fancy part, that means no Eric Shea. Oh, my goodness gracious. He won't even know that I'm doing this. He has no idea. 
But we're going to have three news items I grabbed from Newsarama. Little shout out there. And here is the first DC and Marvel team up to reprint 7,000 copies of JLA Avengers to honor George Perez. The legendary crossover limited series JLA Avengers is finally being reprinted after years of unavailability. There's just one catch, though. The new edition released through the Hero Initiative in cooperation with DC and Marvel Comics to honor its artist George Perez will be limited to 7,000 copies. And if you aren't aware, the Hero Initiative is a organization, you know, put together by comic vets to help comic people, people who are working comics if they're down and out and need some help. And you do have George Perez as part of the Hero Initiative whole deal. He is one of the guys who got it together and has had a lot of fundraisers for that so it's nice for him to be able to be helped like this and in a february 16th announcement provided to the press by dc the hero initiative states that the new printing is taking place specifically to honor quote one of george perez's seminal bodies of work and his longtime support of hero initiative perez recently shared that he was diagnosed with terminal cancer with the comic book community and subsequently announced his plans to live out his remaining days celebrating comic books with friends, co-creators, and fans. And it sucks what's going on. These things do happen, but it does suck when it's to somebody, especially somebody so cool and great as George Perez, who also just happens to be an incredible comic book creator, artist, all of that. And with those 7,000 copies, I'd love to get a copy myself. I know that I probably won't, but I am thinking of maybe doing a podcast on our Patreon to go through the JLA Avengers deal when this comes out or closer to the time when it does come out. So that would be pretty cool. And I, I have already read that and I, I liked it. It's it's one of those things. It's always cool to have the DC versus Marvel and DC Marvel stuff going. I think that that's the coolest thing. And really a lot of people keep yelling like that would save both companies, whether they need saving or not, but that would be a huge thing if they could get together again and do something like that. But if they can't do that, at least we get George Perez's deal, the JLA Avengers crossover to be back in print to help him and his family out. The next story is Tom King announces new book, Danger Street. Oh my God, Danger Street, Nightmare on Danger Street it is. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, my God, it's going crazy. That's not fancy. DC and the reunited Rorschach creative team of writer Tom King, artist Jorge Fornes, and colorist Dave Stewart are digging deep into the publisher's catalog for the May debut of a bi-monthly black-label 12-issue series, Danger Street. So this thing's going to be going on forever. Holy crap. Oh, my goodness. The, quote, multi-character, deeply layered crime drama starring, quote, reimagine versions, air quote, of characters like Starman, right? You like the Starmans. We'll see which one. Metamorpho and the Warlord. Oh, my God. The Warlord. Inspired by mid-1970s DC's first issue special series. And if you're not aware of the DC's first issue special series, it's kind of a funny thing. I think it was Carmine Infantino who came up with the idea. People like number ones. I mean, number ones are for Jim. I don't know if you realize that, but they are. You end up having a series of just number ones. Like, yeah, let's not go. And every time you get past the number one, things start to fade and people have problems. But those number ones, they're the greatest. So let's do that. And that's what they ended up doing. It's a pretty cool concept of getting things started and whatnot. But it, they don't continue for the most part. It's just that. But that's what's going to happen. And so what Tom King seems to be doing 
is he'll grab all the characters from. And it was a 13-issue run that they ended up having. And it looks like he's going to grab these characters, reimagine them, and, and put them through, you know, the Tom King filter. And usually when that happens, after you come out of the Tom King filter, you, you kind of want to kill somebody or you, you're miserable, right? You, you're crying. Oh, but hey, people love them. There, there's fans for everyone. I, you know, as an aside, if you haven't heard us talk or whatnot, not the biggest fan of Tom King, but I'm not going to say anything bad about this because actually it sounds pretty cool. And these are the things that his fans do like. I take it as a guy who doesn't quite love the Tom King stuff is he's like, oh, man, DC, Mr. DC, I, I, I want to write something else. Can I do like uh, Batman again? Maybe the Superman's like, but uh, I'll give you this danger street. Now get out of here, kid. That's Mr. DC. He's a he's a curmudgeon, that guy. And I do think it feels like, okay, Tommy wants another book. What should we do? Well, let's give him this Danger Street. Danger Street? I've never heard of that. Exactly. Let's give it to him. It will sell because his fans will buy it. And also, let's make it bi-monthly. This will keep him busy forever. It's like busy work, the idea. I, I would love the idea that we find out years and years later that Tom King has actually been writing like tons of things, but half of them aren't even real. He ends up there, oh, yeah, do this one. He's writing it up. Oh, what, Gem World? All right, yeah. Hands it in. It's never printed out. They're like, all right, we're going to put this right on the refrigerator. Boom. Good job, Tommy. But, yeah, I think that the actual story here sounds pretty cool. Here's what it is. Danger Street follows the Mikhail Thomas Starman, Metamorpho, and the fantasy character Warlord as they vie for membership in the Justice League. And, you know, that that's a pretty tight deal there you want to get in the just league it'd be funny right in the middle of the series they're they're desperately trying to get on the just league what well, what the justice league died all right i'm glad we didn't get that they're high-fiving each other ah uh, their plan though to summon dark side to earth and then defeat them to to prove that they're good enough now it does seem like if i was say the warlord people have called me that in the past but usually because of my radio work in detroit but when if I was more like, listen, guys, the plan to get Darkseid, like, I don't know about that. How about we just get some guy who looks like Darkseid? You know, then, then they're like, what do you mean, Mongol? I'm like, stop it now. No, I mean, somebody who's like nothing, right? You ever see that whole Mandarin thing over at the Marvel in the movies? Listen, let's get an actor. He could be Darkseid. Seriously. They're like, no, no, no. We got to get the real one. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll play along. And then it says they all play a crucial role in what DC calls a sprawling yet gripping narrative that is a little bit silly, a whole lot dark, and completely cool. Now, with that, let's go through, again, the Tom King filter. Completely silly. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, totally dark? Yeah, yeah, I see that. Completely cool? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. For a stance. King tweeted that the series, quote, explores the good and the evil lurking in all the forgotten corners of the DCU and a story with a lot of characters who at times violently collide into each other. I I talked about this to Eric, and I don't remember if it was on the Patreon spotlight this past week. I I think it was because we were talking about the upcoming Batman book, Killing Time and things like that. And I I just want now this could be silly. A lot of silly characters. Lady Cop is involved. A lot of craziness. And so I just want one time for Tom King to just relax. I said, be George Costanza, do the opposite of what you usually do, and just write a silly fun thing. You don't have to have the dark corners. Just go to the light corners. 
let's have some fun here. Let, let's not deal with all the stresses and the problems that most of us listening and reading comics go through every day. Let's escape that a little. All right. I, I don't I don't need it. And it kind of goes with that idea of what Grant Morrison ended up saying this week about how you know, going evil and going dark with characters is kind of a lazy thing in his mind. Now, he goes real wacky. I mean, most of the people are like, what does he know? This guy's wishing machines and lollipops over here. But I, I do like comics to be fun. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's me. I don't really need to think. I, I don't really need like, oh, man, I love that comic because it makes me think. I, I want a comic that gives me a lobotomy and I can just have some fun. And I start thinking. Things go bad. They go real bad. And I really, they do. And so, yeah, I, I would rather have a, a bit of fun. Maybe we need that, the fun imprint. We have the Pinkies Up podcast, the fun imprint. And I'm doing that. It's funny. I put Pinkies Up. And then when I went to do something for the fun, I, I gave the middle finger. So maybe that's a little subconscious telling me that maybe I do want the evil and the dark in the world. We're going to continue and end, actually, with this last bit. Kind of a sad Note for most people reading these comics, but we'll see. Suicide Squad and Teen Titans Academy ending in May. The new solicits came out. I'll be doing the solicits podcast on the Patreon in the next couple days, and I'll be talking about this again. But here's the deal. Suicide Squad, boom. Teen Titans Academy, sayonara, sucker. Teen Titans Academy writer Tim Sheridan has announced that the series will be ending in May after 15 issues. The writer revealed the news in response to a fan question about upcoming storylines. It's funny. Hey, what's coming up in the Teen Titans Academy, Tim Sheridan? Nothing is what he'd say. Now, I have talked about Tim Sheridan on the podcast before. One of the things that annoys me about him is not just the Red X stuff. I'm sure that that's what most people are annoyed with, right, Red X? Wait till next week because he's going to reveal who Red X is. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, No, I don't like on his Twitter where he only follows 500 people. And on his pinned tweet basically says that it's a contest to amuse him. I'm like, look at Nero over here. He's there. He's, he's fiddling. He's eating grapes. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I saw how many followers he had. Oh, my goodness. Oh, but he ended up tweeting, alas, I'm afraid there won't be time for any further story arcs as DC has planned for Titans Academy to end with issue 15 in May. Sheridan tweets, and thanks for asking and for reading. And I wish this guy wrote back. I'm not really reading. I, I just wanted to know what was going on. Maybe, you know, and, and with all of that, yeah, book's been a mess. I, I like the concept of some of the new characters, but do I know them? I don't know because that book really had no class, right? I have a class. And I wanted more of that. That's where you can see these kids and how they interact. You, you have a school. You have an academy. I say this all the time. People who listen also to the Marvel podcast probably are like, Jim, you, you keep saying this about. Teen Titans Academy, we have the Strange Academy, anything with Academy, right? That's that's the stuff. You need the class. If you're gonna if you're gonna ape Harry Potter, ape Harry Potter. Use the good things that, that come with Harry Potter. What I'm saying is put Hagrid in all of the books. That that would instant seller, right? Oh my. And also Hermione. Gem, she is holy. Uh but yeah, that whole deal seems like it was a missed opportunity, especially with the way it just became a convoluted mess. Then you added that Shazam stuff in and that miniseries nobody read or bought. Oh, and also, like I said, Suicide Squad, May 3rd, Suicide Squad, number 15 will be its last issue. The final issue featured uh, this volume's original series artist, Eduardo Pensica, with assists from Julio Ferreira and Dexter Soy. 
Dennis Hopeless, who began by co-writing the title for the upcoming War on Earth 3 crossover issues in March Suicide Squad number 13, alongside the series' original writer, Robbie Thompson, is actually writing the final two issues himself. So Robbie Thompson is leaving, and then Dennis Hopeless ends up, who actually, if you follow Dennis Hopeless at all, guy has changed his name more times than Prince. Uh, this guy went by, you know, Happy Hopeless and this and that. It, it sounded like every time he changed his name, it sounded like he was writing into one of those advice columns, right? Signed, Happy Hopeless. Oh, my goodness. So you end up with that ending. It's a shame. I wonder how this will affect the sales. It's it's a weird deal to announce that the the book that's kind of centering on that War of Earth 3 will be ending afterwards and maybe people are like well i don't need to read that but maybe when we do end up reading war on earth 3 this will end up giving us shed a little light more on why it's ending maybe coming back as something different maybe doing because what would happen if the war on earth 3 and people dead whatever it'd be tough to continue the book so i always think that we'll have a suicide squad book going so i think that that'll come and i also think that teen titans academy is probably ending so that they can then say, listen, instead of this Teen Titans Academy, let's have a Young Justice Titans and Teen Titans book. You can actually get more books out of it than what that book became. And like I said, a convoluted mess, too many characters, too many things going on that didn't really make me know and love the characters themselves. So hopefully that is the case. Another thing, just an aside, it's not in this news story, but we ended up on our Thank God it's Friday. When we were going bananas on that podcast, we did end up talking about the current Green Lantern issue that came out this week. And I mentioned it on the podcast that there is no solicit in May at all for a Green Lantern. And I ended up messaging Jeffrey Thorne and asked him, is there? And I kind of wanted, I didn't want to just come out and say, hey, Jeffrey, the book canceled. What up? Uh, Because I haven't really talked to him like that. He does follow us on Twitter. We follow him so I could DM him. But I didn't. I just said, hey, there's no solicit for Green Lantern in May. What's going on? And he said, yeah, there is no solicit. I'm like, all right. Well, that that confirmed that. I kind of confirmed it myself by reading the solicit. And then I said, that sucks. And, you know, it does. I mean, even if you don't like the book, it sucks for somebody. Tim Sheridan, not my favorite guy, not my favorite book. But it's a shame when they're putting their, you know, blood, sweat and cheers into each book. Right. And then it gets canceled. You kind of feel bad. So I said, "It's that sucks. And then he wrote back, does it, with a smiley face. And I said, well, what games are you playing here? <laughs> Tell me what that means. Uh, so maybe some of these books will just be repurposed into other books. Maybe you'll end up having the Jeffrey Thorne deal where that ends, and then we get a Green Lantern core book. I, I said this week's Green Lantern, it did seem to be getting towards some sort of reset, at least in the Green Lantern mythos and the Green Lantern team, you know, the core and stuff, with Hal losing his living will ring. It looks like Joe lost her ring, the gauntlet, the Kelly had team Lantern might be gone. So all that seems like, let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to the whole deal of the Green Lantern core, which I'm hoping. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see as announcements come out and things like that. But hope for the best, the idea of, some really cool books may be coming up. And I, I do feel right now, and a lot of times when we're doing the podcast, me and Eric are doing, I get depressed. I, I'm an emotional fella. And I get depressed in the idea of when people don't love the comics coming out. And DC has been in a bit of a lull, if you ask me. And I'm saying a lull in fandom where me and Eric say we go to the DC Twitter or the Facebook page 
where they announce like the books. And I'm saying announce them like, hey, everybody, what do you think of Green Lantern number 11 this week? And it's just negativity. It's hard to find people like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And this is great. We want to love. I know that we get this, you know, idea that people think we're so negative and it's it's not an act or anything. We do actually want these things to be great. And it does depress us when they're not. It does take a lot out of me. A lot of times when we have a podcast where it's real negative, by the end, I just I feel drained. I feel like, why are we doing this? Because the it just feels bad. And right now, though, after that whole dark crisis, whether or not you think that's a great idea, if you're one of the ones yelling, they reboot all the time, and this seems like that, and I, I don't like Joshua Williamson. The thing, though, is it feels like there's a little spark back. I feel a lot of people, some people I haven't talked to in a while, you know, they're always members of the Get Fresh crew. Uh -uh. Everybody listening are weirdos in the Get Fresh crew. I don't know if you know that, beep boop. But a lot of people then message, hey, you know, what should I read? My man Tony Walton just said today to me, and if he's listening, shout out to him. He said, I kind of got away from DC and even Marvel. And he's like, what should I read? What's good? He's excited again. He wants to read stuff. And that's awesome. That's what I love to hear. And it, it gets me excited. I feed off that as well. So that's the news and a little bit of a psychological profile of me, which we're going to end up in the mail this week. I don't know if this will be before or after the mail as I'm recording this, but you'll hear some psychological deal in that as well, since I'm a lowly four. But with all of that, thanks uh, for listening. I'm almost like this is its own podcast. It's not. So what I should say is, hey, let's get back to some more things. On the podcast. He got his first real comic. Got it at a five and nine. Read it to his fingers plan. Been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school. They had a book and they tried real hard. Jake quit. Knuckles got married Down this was never gonna get far When he looks back now Did he have a father ever? And now that he has a choice He told just he would marry him ever And read comics most of his life Oh yeah, spot on Eric, as I always ask you what is worse continuity, that song or Dead Man in this book that we're doing? I think it always worse. be that song. Yeah, it might be. But here we are. We have Wonder Woman. Who cares about Dead Number Man, really? 784. Except for yeah, Reggie. I, I don't even know what this character is anymore. And this issue, he ends up yucking it up like I, he is Urkel. I, I mean, I'm telling I, I, you. I say who cares about Dead Man and the idea that whenever I look online, all I ever see is people talk about how great the Dead Man is in this. And I don't ever see the Dead Man fans who should be out there saying how yeah, terrible it is. Yeah, where are they? Where are they clapping back? I mean, you end up having them really and the idea continuing of a kind of like a sitcom or whatever. Dead Man comes in to just yuck it up for a second and then says, ooh, I see who the Shining Knight is. I'll give you some room, but doesn't. He's right there, right? He's like one of those guys who... This issue is so infuriating because the thing is, we have to end <laughs> the Image Maker story, end the Shining Knight story, and put a hold on the like Dr. Psycho story to go do the Amazon, uh, trial of the Amazons. But in order to do all the stuff that I just talked about, we have to freaking say the last couple issues that we had where we actually went to the freaking, you know, put the sword on Siegfried's grave and all that. But it's no avoid because Dead Man flew there. He flies there right and away and brings it back. 
took the sword, you know, because a ghost could do that, to physically take the sword, bring it back. Because for some reason, Diana needs the sword right now, and I have no idea why. At one point, they ended up having to take an airplane to do it, which made no sense. So Deadman then takes the body of a cadaver, makes no sense. They plant the, the sword just in the middle of nowhere, they do, because Deadman was able to sense that there was a longing, made no sense. Then they fly back and ditch the cadaver, and then Wonder Woman it makes no sense. Nothing made sense. And then you end up having this, and seriously. And now we made it so none of that stuff ever even matters, so we didn't need to read it. I see people like, oh my god, this is the great. I'm like, no, it isn't. I, I, I hate to talk for people, but I'm gonna now. This book sucks. Oh, and so with that... You talk for Wonder Woman fans? I'm, everybody. Or I'm, dead I'm talking to fans. people who have eyes and can read. You, you end up Uh-oh. where... You have this deal going on. I'll die on this deal, Eric. You end up having this where you have the trial of the Amazons coming up, right? This, this is great. It's a I've big heard it's deal. Up. Now, so it's coming up, right? You have it. What what books are involved? Well, we have a lot of things going on, but the characters, whatnot. Isn't the most important one the Wonder Woman book? Obviously. This is, this is, but why do they seem like they didn't know it was coming? Then all of a sudden you get to the issue before and they have to fudge shit up. That they already fudged up in the first place to get out of a story Fudge. that didn't make any sense. And this is the book that should be guiding everything. Not only that, but we have this book being the flagship Wonder Woman book that's driving everything towards the War of the Amazon set for newer readers is getting people acquainted with the new Amazon Esquisita tribe, the new Amazon clan, bringing people up to like, you know, speed with what the Bad and Big Doll tribe is and letting people know that the Themyscira Amazon lifestyle is like and how the hierarchy there works. We're doing a lot of legwork to get that situation going and this book doing it doesn't feel like it even matters going into no, that it whole doesn't, thing because weird. Wonder Woman's on her own because we have that situation and this team was also the people that brought Wonder Woman back from being ascended from godhood back from the dead and even that element felt lackluster because it barely ever actually felt like it mattered. It's like, let's go do a multiversal trip. What's even a multiversal trip? And what's weird is you have a couple books even mentioning stuff and even in this like, you came back from the dead you, and it almost feels like but, and it almost feels like the idea that you're playing it less than what it was. This book actually makes the overall story and Wonder Woman set. It makes it less because I'm telling you right now, this book, the way this issue especially reads, this more than anything, and we've mentioned this recently about some books that feels like bad fan fiction. It feels like just two people writing on a whim to, you know, get a little lovey-dovey kissy-kissy and go on with that without any story to back it up. It ends up where, like a bad fan fiction, though, would be, I'm going to grab this character from before that only had that, but I really don't have any reason to. I really don't care about it, but I'm going to throw it in just to throw it in there. And that's the image maker. The image maker has done nothing. And then at the end, you have the gall to say, I don't think he's dead yet. Who cares? The, the idea, I think he's back in the mirror world. Oh my goodness gracious! And and even well, that. What is the mirror world? Because what we expect from like something like a mirror master stuff like that. Because we have a guy who's in control. Well, he says he's the like the ruler of the mirror dimension. Though, like the the world of reflection and stuff it's like what that. He ended up yelling in that only thing that he was in, but they never did anything with it. But it when Wonder, but the reason that he's here now is because he says that Wonder Woman, when she was trying to force her way back into the mortal plane, she crossed through this and cracked that dimension, cracked the glass of the mirror world. And now the thing that he wants to do. It's like, oh, you went and broke our world. So I need you to come here and live in as if it was heaven. Yeah. What? And, what? And, yeah. And, and come here because, you know, things are the opposite. It's not real. And they're the reflection. That means I can give you your dreams. I'm like, what? Like, if that's the I, case, I I'm know. running. He's me the double talk. I'm telling you, I'm running upstairs. I'm jumping in that fucking mirror right now. I need out. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I jump in. I'm like, hey, it's Make the sure same shit. 
I'm like, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, what would hurt more? The actual shattering mirror of the brick wall that I, I hit behind it. I think would be me laughing. I'm like, how, how did that would hurt me deep, Eric? You're right. <laughs> I'd be like, what, what's up, image maker? I must call him mirror master. But yeah, even then, where it's just because he wanted we to be were laughing because uh, originally you end up having Sergeant Pepper over here. He shows up with his general outfit. The, the the idea that he's just in this mirror world for all these years, if you go from his first appearance where he just looks like an old cackling man, and then he ends up as this, like... Well, this seems like a reboot of the situation. It is, like but who's he trying character. to impress? There's no know. reason for him to do this. And so the idea of him saying, I'm going to show you the mirror world where all your dreams come true and things like that. It, what did you it set seems up? It's like a weird kind of ruse, where it almost goes back to like a super friend's idea of who Darkseid was back then, where all Darkseid wanted to do was have Wonder Woman marry him. It almost feels like that, like, I will give you your heaven, but you have to be my bride. Like, I don't understand how her being here is going to fix your world with, at all. With this, what I thought was happening, and also, I don't know, and, and the clone rad, they end up playing this off a little bit different, where... Steve Trevor and Diana weren't dating at all. They they, no, they had kind of went up. past. They were broken up. And they seemed to either not have been told or they're playing a coy with that. But I thought they what this was going to be. Well, you. they do. But they it's just they Angel. seem they seem desperate to want to make them a couple again. But somebody's telling me. I think hey, Steve Trevor likes to sit in his apartment alone at night, drink some whiskey, and then hear like Aerosmith singing Angel and just cry Maybe to himself. That, and end up making, again, to any current girlfriend that he has, making slideshows of how great Diana is. Making PowerPoint, those little bad PowerPoint <laughs> presentations. PowerPoint presentations. And uh, she, she doesn't want that anymore herself. But when you're doing this, the idea... That I think that they do want to get those two back together. But then you have Ziggy there that kind of throws a little wrench in the works and things like that. But the idea where I think this would be clever is that you don't want me to call it. For some reason, all I hear is Ziggy, and I bet I go to Quantum Leap. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, uh, oh, you Ziggy, you'll never win. You end up where... In the one appearance of the Mirror Master, you ended up having Steve say, hey, you want to go? Uh, image maker. Again, you want to go and, you know, relax, we'll go to the con- I thought that what we were going to do is he was going to show that that wasn't a real thing or something was you know, stupid. That would be amazing then. if you went back and recreated that entire thing. Yeah. And when they do go back, it feels like that's because I, I think you yeah. ended up reading it. And I thought that, okay, this is it. We're going to see that originally this happened, but it wasn't. And this was made... I if thought they were going to do a that twist. Silver Age Wonder Woman with the image maker for his one appearance, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, and yet you don't do that. You just end up, well, that's your dream world. And then even with that, she's like, Steve's like, hey, it could be like it was supposed to be me and you. This isn't the truth. Lasso of truth. On you're a lie and shatters. I'm like, you're doing nothing here. You're really doing nothing at all with this book, and yet. You end up, and I said, they end up where Michael W. Conrad seems to be in this little bit of a, a pocket universe here where he does have some people saying to him, this is the best Wonder Woman run ever. I disagree. But he ends up like being really like he he plays that off in a way that I think is very surface level that I think kids, people see this. But if anybody says anything bad about this book. He ends up attacking him for ways that are really bad. Like he ended up saying that the annual, he noticed that two or three reviewers didn't like it and they were men. That's why they're men. I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. And then ends up saying, because in that you ended up having Wonder Woman standing up for herself and want to, you know, fight. They don't like women who want to fight. I'm like, no. He's at the top of that issue. 
I tried to play it off a little bit, but she was over the top. You thought that he was talking about me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he wasn't because that was on the Patreon. But you end up with all that. The idea that it it's shitty. I mean, shit is shit. And this is shit. And you're ending up, like you said, you're going towards this big crossover event. One of the biggest Wonder Woman crossover stories that we've had in, in decades. And you can't even get your own story done in a proper way that you don't fudge it up by the end to get into there. Even the people who love this series have kind of said this was a little bit forced. I didn't give the credit, so I'm going to give it right now. All right. Uh, it is Michael W. Conrad and Becky Clunan writing. Art by Maceo Takara, Tamra Baumvalon. I don't know if you know that, but she blocked us. Eric and Pepper. So in the way I'm talking, who, who wouldn't? But you end up where she has to take care of the image maker. She also has to take care of the Shining Knight. So what she just does is say, no, image maker, I don't believe you. You're the lies. And then that's done. And then he ends up falling back into his mirror world. Oh. I see a carcass there that looks like it's already rotting. Dead man says, Woo, wait, what's going to go on there? She's like, eh, I don't know. He's not really dead. He's He's, fine. I'm like, I see his body. I, I mean, really. And we don't even know anything about him. Whatever. He's there. No, even the idea of the image maker, we have this, though. It's like he makes himself a physical form. She can't hit his physical form because she doesn't believe in him, but he believes in her, so he can punch her in the face. Yeah, again, I'd be like, well, I think I believe in you. Sock rock'em, sock'em. Yeah, again, things just made up. This feels like fan fiction mixed with two little kids in the backyard playing, I'm going to do better than you, and my hero does that. Oh, you can't hit me. You don't believe in me. I believe in you, though. Boom. And so that just ends there. Now we have to go no, because... No, no, Here's the thing, too. The idea where... This is the linchpin of the story. When when Dead Man shows up with Siegfried's sword that they like, you know, went across the world to go put on a freaking a possible grave, he drops the sword. She says, Graham, which I'm like, I had no idea what the hell she nah, was talking about. I thought she was yelling she needed more coke, is but what I thought. Here's the linchpin. I may not believe that this blade has seen you for what you truly are. A mirror cracked from side to side. Thank God that freaking blade's belief is so strong. What does that mean? I mean, here's Leave the now thing. And never return. The best is you were wrong before. You said that dead men would save the day. He kind of does. But no, it's the blade that knows Graham. what's going on. Graham, the, you know, Siegfried's blade that only ends up being there so that she is able to fight Shining Knight, which... As it's revealed, is Siegfried. I don't understand how, how, how any of why? this works. I, it, it seems like Siegfried somehow made himself back to the mortal plane, going after Wonder Woman, and then somehow was immediately corrupted by Doctor Psycho. But from all the like the interactions that we had, it seemed like Doctor Psycho was surprised to see him when he should have like, oh, they sent you. Like I, I had no idea. If you're gonna go with this idea, you ended up having. And again, it's all fudged up, but you end up having Dead Man go off to give, and with Wonder Woman, they want to return the sword to the grave. I wish there was one, because remember when I said they put this, they just shove it into the ground. Maybe they can play with something that the essence or whatever he, and they get the sword, and they end up, because when he comes back, he seems to be brought back at the point, he says, please, end this agony, I want to die. Because he's not supposed to be there, but then it plays off like he is, and then he isn't. Oh, why is the sword hurting me? I wish that was played in the idea of the sword maybe getting stolen by Cisco and, and doing these things, but nothing makes sense. Like you said, the sword knows you. I'm going to cut you three ways from Sunday into mirrors. Boom. Let's go, Shining Knight. And the play, 
Oh my god, he's the worst Shining Knight ever. Oh, it's because it was Siegfried. I recognize that I was sword. Try- I was trying to fight through and get you. All of a sudden, Dead Man's able to see who it is, what he couldn't before. But then he says, oh my god, I see who it is. You might want to have a little time on your own. Backs off, but is like right behind her looking over because when they mention something, he's like, by the way, I'm still here and goes with this. And then, like I said, the, the sitcom deal is, yes, we're going to get in a lot of the, you know, monkey shines there, Siegfried, because Wonder Woman's going to leave him because there's trouble with the mascara. Who wants but the team up of Siegfried? Dead man's going to hang out with him in the hospital. I, and I, I'm telling you, I want Siegfried to say, no, 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 kill me. I, I don't need this. Again, it, there is a guy who is dead but brought back, but hanging out with the dead man who who knows what his power set is. I don't get this. Dead Even man at the zombie. Point, you, you end up having a returned Siegfried from the dead. He's now He's got his body back. Everything's fine. And then when they're in the hospital, they're just there. And the joke is, well, they said you can leave because they couldn't even put the IV needle in. They broke a lot of needles. A needle? <laughs> Did Let's I need get... stitching? I see I've got a lot of work cut out for me. <laughs> All we need is that mini series where we get such classics as, what is this horseless carriage coming at me? And then, oh, my God, my soul is being stolen. Oh, dude, because <laughs> Wally does this, like, go easy on him, Boston. Siggy is new here. He's got a lot of catching up to oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. How are these people in this box? What do you call it? The television? I don't get it. So ridiculous. And then at the end, you're trying to play this off of like, and I love the idea where you want to play off the timing of Wonder Woman going off to the trial of the Amazon. So Cisco's like, well, I guess we're going to have to regroup and take some time off a little bit. We'll be back and we're going to get this because I am starting a new thing. By the way, it's with one of these mirror image Wonder Women that wouldn't make any sense, right? And I'm going to do Villains, Inc. It might be a new villain. I don't know how it makes sense, but the idea that you have a broken-looking Wonder Woman. We've had a lot of Wonder Woman. I thought it was like another bit of a a Dr. Poison kind of thing. Like like devastation or something along those lines. But you have something here where it is a classic-looking Wonder Woman from like the Silver Age to a degree. But you have this whole thing with a villain zinc. Now, I always say that I love any kind of super villain group that gets together to take out. So you have a Dr. Psycho and a new kind of doppelganger, you know, mirror version of Wonder Woman, whatever you want to call it. I want to know who else on this is actually the most compelling part of the book for me. It is. Because leading up to this, you have on top of what we've already talked about, Etta Candy and Steve Trevor, who are just working for Checkmate now. And for whatever reason that means, after all of the mess that the, the Wonder Woman dupes have made, it seems that Steve Trevor and Etta Candy are actually out there quitting it up themselves with a work crew. Which, but again, I don't even know how many. I don't. I don't know how many underlings Checkmate has, so it I just know, feels it's, it's weird. It's a bunch of assholes in a church, as I'm concerned. In my mind, they just don't clean up. They no. just walk away, and they're this cleaning shit. This seems more of an Argus situation to me than a Checkmate, and at this one point, they even switch out who is who on the freaking lettering for the first I panel. Know, I know. And it, I All don't, of a sudden, Etta Candy's a white man. Yep. I don't know if they uh, – they don't know what Checkmate is, it seems. Honestly, at this point in time, for this new Checkmate, neither do I. It doesn't matter. It, it – the point where they're trying to make it is this at point Steve Trevor's going, okay, I'm in checkmate. I'm going to call in the Tomcat Jets. It did make sense. And in this, you work for Argus. Just be Argus. Yeah. There's no reason not to. It's the idea that they're trying to retroactively catch the deal of, oh, what are we going to do? Steve Trevor's in checkmate. No, that's a side thing. He's just doing that as that's a hobby. Yeah, it's it's like a secret club. That's <laughs> not his thing. So when you're doing this and you end up having checkmate, but there's assholes are living in burned out churches. You, you end up having. Why are they always at this new makeshift headquarters of checkmate? 
as if they are like a mobile U.S. Army type thing, which they kind of should be, or like an Argus or whatnot. It, it doesn't make any sense, and they fuck up the characters talking and all that. So it's just nonsense. They're just there doing nothing. And so by the end, you have just like every time too, it's like, I wonder if I'll be okay. Whoop, there goes one woman flew by. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> and, and then you get dead man nonsense. But at the end, you do then get a call from Nubia like, hey, one woman, you got to get here. We you got some help. stuff going on. I love that she says in bold, it's Queen Nubia, by the way. There, Diana, I just went to let you know. And then, yeah, they need her help. So she's going to go. And then you end up having all that. And that's where, again, they're cleaning up. Diana flies over them. They smile. Ed is talking on the phone. Diana flies by the window. It's like she's just, why doesn't she stop and help? But she ends up going off. And I trust those fandom wikis when I end up like, ooh, what's this character, whatnot, and whether or not they would know or not. I don't know how they seem to be on the ball most of the time, but it does say just a random mirror verse uh-huh. Wonder Woman. So we'll see how that plays out and if it is something more or less. But when you ended up having the whole image maker go down, why everyone else kind of, you know, got destroyed or disappeared. So I want to see what's going on with that. But I'd like to know why Ziggy showed up, how they did that, and why he's just like, they sent you? It was just an odd deal. I don't get it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. And then we get a Ben Amigdal back up, which it seems like you just have space to fill before the uh, the beginning no, I of agree. the this event. I agree. This whole idea that Ben Amigdal tries, we have a co-queen situation with Queen Faruka and Queen Atalanta. And Queen Faruka wants to, you know, I, actually, they both seem to want the idea that if we get one of our Ben Amigdal tribe sisters over in Themyscira and say that they're going to be the champion of Doom's doorway, this will allow us to come with the rest of the Themyscirian sisters who we've been, like, you know, exiled from and gain the immortality that we should like the rest of them. And it seems like a weird situation because both like separately, Artemis is called to Queen Faruka to go do one thing, and then Queen Atalanta has a secret thing with Hippolyta, and the idea that they want them both to do something. But by the way, it's described to me in this. I don't know exactly how we're going to do this because you know it seems like they, the co-queens both want something different. I'm like, what is Artemis going to do here ultimately? Dan, I, I have think no that, idea. Again, that might be interesting. The thing is, I've kind of lost the narrative at this point. I just want to get to the trial of the Amazons and. So when you have this, you do keep getting like that. Well, somebody will go bad. Other people go. And I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on. But I'm telling you right now, I never trust anybody doing the blood magic, Sarah. It's not a blood magic. It's just a blood oath. I see the blood magics going on, right? So they're doing that. And I'm like, I don't know that you need to do that. Blood but yeah, oath. this idea, I guess, like, oh, my God, who's going to turn on who, whatnot. Maybe it'll make more sense when we get to the trial of the Amazons. We actually see some things going on. I, I'm still can kind of confused of what it all is about because we ended up pushing that original, you know, tribe or original people who are on Themyscira that kind of got displaced because of the Amazons, but that kind of got pushed aside a bit and we're more on the idea of maybe some tribes wanting to be the champions so they could be there, they're pissed off at this person, whatever. I really need that first issue of the well, trial of the too, Amazons. With, with Antiope showing up the secret like meeting kind of thing from the you know island, she seems to say like, you know, I have these wounds all over my face now. So the uh, the aunt of Wonder Woman and stuff like that, sister of Apollo, and she seemed this all comes from the idea that this will also be done with the all tomb and the Enki people, because within her eyes you see some terribleness, but with that all tomb character in the background. Yeah, yeah. So again, I, I wanna get to the event and hopefully because it, it feels a little scattered still going towards it. I want to know what it is all about and what the focus is. And I hope it's a tight focus. So many writers involved in it that I hope that they really did iron this out and make it something where 
I'm confused right now, but maybe that confusion goes away once it starts. And okay, I, I remember that. That was set up or whatnot. But I hope that we hit the ground running and it makes sense and it's cool because we need something with these Wonder Woman books. They all seem to have their bits of problems. I mean, Wonder Girl, it ended up being delayed and then canceled. Wonder Woman, I'm just not liking it. And maybe the ba- and some of the backups. I didn't. Nubia, you like more than me, but that's co- kind of fizzled by the end as bit. well or getting towards it because that's coming out late uh, as well. Yeah. But I hope that this trial of the Amazon is really good because we all would love to, you know, enjoy a Wonder Woman thing and maybe that'll reset everything and go right. out of there pretty cool. So And you'll have a new status quo that everybody will know going forward for all the Wonder Woman fandom. Yeah, and, and so with all of that, people are wondering, like everybody, is what like what happens? Does Wonder Woman die again? Like just think of her luck. She just fights her way back and then she's out with the Just League and gets killed. Maybe that doesn't happen, whatnot we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how maybe the trial of the Amazon sets up things that if she isn't around or whatnot, but hopefully they're able to do some stuff and, and maybe she doesn't take that trip to death again. She's like, ah, fuck that. I've been dead before. Screw it. But what would you give this overall? The thing is, I like the art in both the main story and the backup, but the main story is just complete nonsense to get us from point A to point B and just makes Dead Man a ridiculous character out. Like, you know, not the way he should be at all. Just so out of character. Wonder Woman seems odd throughout. And we're just putting the Dr. Psycho story on hold. Like I'm saying, I like the idea of Villain Zink going up against Wonder Woman. That's a cool idea, but that's the only thing cool about this book. And as for the Bad and Big Doll backup, I have been enjoying that, but it just seems like a recap of things we've already seen in this. And also, hey, remember that Wonder, that Wonder Woman annual where she fought all tomb? That's also going to be a part of this. So it yeah. just kind of just seemed like a recap to get us to the trial of the Amazon. Didn't give me a lot of new information. It left me kind of you know, confused about what Artemis's role is going to be ultimately. So with these reasons, a three out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a little more positive. 3.1. No, I'm going to go 3.5. I just don't like it. And remember when we had the G. Willow Wilson run, and I was all excited, but we ended up, and by the end we thought, boy, she's not really focusing a lot on Wonder Woman. We were getting these side characters, you know, satyrs, hanging out in diners, things like that. And this is a, a little different, but I get that still that idea that the story itself, Wonder Woman, again, even in the Mariko Tamaki deal uh, coming into the, Wonder Woman is always like sleepwalking through the issue where other people are guiding her to things and other people are making her do some things. And in the end, they're solved by nonsense when it, people still will go, oh, man, that's fear of the God story. Wonder Woman really set that straight or whatever. No. She really showed Asgard how it is. I'm like, no, no, no. She was sleeping. While they decided it was Thirsty Thor's day, and God, she didn't do that. shit. And then every Still other so step strong. of the way, oh my God, every other, and a cool idea, yeah. but every step of the way, in my mind, Wonder Woman has done less and less and less in the book, and she just seems like she's on Zola walking around ping-ponging off with different people. Thank you, Dead Man, for being so out of character that you can get shit done. Yeah, and then there's Dead Man who solves everything he has since the beginning. Why? And now the big thing is, oh, my God, Siegfried's back. Why? I, it just is weird. And even like the idea where you had you can't Image get past Maker, that original arc. We did, like, almost like a Bendis thing where we just keep replaying what we've done. It does feel like they were excited because people seem to like it and they just don't want to give it up. They don't want to give that up. Even like Image Maker's like, you fought your way back and you thought this and that. I'm like, I don't know. I, I At the end, she just kind of went through a portal and came back. <laughs> like, I don't get it. But they don't seem to really get what's happening and and again we have the Batgirls book that's a mess too just to throw it in i just i saw some people even tweeting michael w conrad about the idea that they have had the three best stories so far 
in this whole era, you know, the infinite frontier. Wonder Woman, the Batgirls already, they say, and that Midnighter backup. Uh, I'm like, really? Like, uh, I'm not trusting you for shit. Well, maybe they're just fans of that creative team. Yeah, maybe they are. I mean, everybody has their fans, so that's cool. And then let them be their fans. That's fine. I'm just not one of them. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman the Night number the wolf two. Man. Yeah, mine is as well. I really liked it. And it's funny. That gives you a little bit of an idea with Eric liking that. It, I don't it's care almost... about the idea of that book at all, but it's it's so good. Yeah, it is really good. It, that's Chip Zdarsky, that Red Hood story in the urban life, it was good, but it wasn't good. It wasn't great. It wasn't a Chip Zdarsky deal like his Daredevil and things like that. I think that he's kind of settled in with some of these things going. And I think I didn't like Last Ride either, you know, but we yeah, talked about that. This, though, I, I really do like. Uh, so we're both on that. Here is what we'll get next week. One of the books starting out will be one that's from your Jordipolis Action Comics, number 1040. I'm looking forward to that. I do enjoy that, and I like that you get excited about it. Eric, good book. Uh, we also have Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target. Eric, we got the Jurassic excited World about going, that. right? They're in Dinosaur Land. I don't see you getting the Jurassic World, because that makes me think of a Jurassic League book. Well, yeah, we're not doing that, but they are right, on Dinosaur. Is this how it starts? It is. Eric, you hate Dinosaur Island. How do you feel about Dennis? No, but think about this, though. What if Jurassic League is just this offshoot timeline where everybody's dinosaurs now? That would be kind of funny. And it ends up being it's like Dr. a weird dinosaur pilot. What is he like? Mer- I can't remember his name. He works for Scorpio. Yeah, he sorry, works yeah. for Scorpio, even though he seems to be the big guy. And now I can't remember. Uh, Dr. An- dinosaur. Anterton. Anterton. Something like that. Dr. Dinosaur. Damn right. Uh, Aquaman number one. I can put that on my list. We'll see how it is. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. I actually want to get Come more on. on board with it with you. Uh, Blue and Gold, number six. That is one of those books that when it comes, you go, oh, yeah. That's, that's a thing. A book. That's a, Hopefully that's I enjoy it. It's a solid seven, probably. Remember, they went off to the planet uh, to go and see, and they might be fighting a la Spock and Kirk. So we'll I see how that, that is. Remember? Yeah, that, that was kind of cool. We have Catwoman, number 40. See if that kind of gets a little settled in. We had a lot of narration, a lot of stuff setting up. Some Take it right to Black Mass face. Genevieve Valentine's run stuff with Ico and stuff that we enjoyed. So I'm looking forward to see how that goes. Maybe more of an idea of how the run will be from this one. Oh. DC versus Vampires number blah, five. Blah. We love it. Who ordered the steak? I'm already excited. Who did order the steak? I wish I had that. Two babies climbing on the same boob. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. What, what, who hit that? Where's Jazz? Deathstroke Inc. number six. That book's starting to feel bigger and bigger. Hopefully, but the idea of a King Deathstroke in, like, in charge of the Secret Society, I'm like, that feels so out of character. All I need, though, is that I'm still alive. It's the calculator. <laughs> like, why is he I want Lieber to say that. And again, that's heading into that whole uh bat story with that book robin and batman coming up in a couple months so that'll be pretty cool see how I that goes that this libra of justine valentine actually went and took half the powers of the secret society here and was able to like survive this gunshot blast i like to call it valentine eric that's just me but i like to be fancy detective comics number 1054 will we get the mouth monsters I don't know. We'll we will see. But you know what? We will get Honestly, the Honestly, nothing for the overall bits of the story, but I think it will just tie a lot of cool stuff together. Because I hate the mouth monsters, but they've already set it up. Remember when I you said that and then I said infestation? You didn't like that. No. <laughs> and so we have that. Uh, no, we also eight-legged have... freaks with mouth, mouth exactly. monsters. I don't mind that because like you, you hate spiders, but those are so goddamn ridiculous that you don't mind. Harley Quinn number 12. 
We have that book, and it, that's another one. That's um, and it's gotta, bad because you got to see what's going on with that whole train dilemma with Kevin on the tracks. Yeah, blue and gold. We already said it's like, oh, that's a thing. I got Harley Quinn's like that, but it's a ongoing and worse. That can't be, and the sales of that are slipping and slipping because it needs to. It needs to get something going than just getting to each issue and being like, hey, what the fuck, Harley? Or whatever. It doesn't feel like it's important at all. A book that we do like and we both have on our pull list, Robin number 11. I'm Look looking forward to that. Forward to that. Starting I that re- Shadow War soon. I really, and again, that's a deal where Joshua Williamson in that almost flipped the script because the beginning wasn't exactly the – it's getting better as we go yeah. when he finally said, eh, that tournament is over. It's weird, but we ended up getting Shadow past War. that and I've really enjoyed it. And he's really – Writing a, a good Damon. I really mother like that. Mother versus son, class. and possibly another mother versus Double son. Double XL is going to come in. And he's going to save the day with the Jenko jeans things and those big shoes, right? No, no laces. Uh, I like him. Task Force Z number five on your pull list, and a book that I enjoy as well. What if I know what's going list. on with that other Task Force Z? Yeah, and maybe we're going to see little hints. I doubt it, but maybe we'll see some hints of what this Bane is all about. In the you know way of Again, what's happening in the Bane Joker. in the last issue, so I have no idea if he's actually still dead after Jason threw him off that building. He wasn't a part of the team this last no, issue. No, no. I, I wonder if we will get something resolved though for the thing that came Hope up so. in the Joker book. So do I. Teen Titans Academy number twelve heading to an end. We heard that in the news. And who is Red X? We will find Does anybody out. Anybody care? I mean, this is the thing. Legitimately, just to tell everybody, we do find out in this issue. Not like the issue a couple of ago that it said Red X revealed on the cover. Yeah. We actually do find out in this. They have promised that. Ooh. So yeah, if you're wondering what that is all about, check it out. We'll be checking it out. We'll be talking about all those books. Two of those. Will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh-uh. They're real big on those monster books, right? So who knows? But that, that Teen Titans Academy Red X reveal that I, I that might get them. That might get them to put that on the, the Aquaman? spotlight. Maybe the Aquaman. Drive I don't know. you nuts! I'm telling you, they are an enigma wrapped in a mystery Who's with a whisper down the lane. They ever understand a badass? Who could? Nobody could, or they wouldn't be a badass, Eric. And yeah, so the badasses will pick two of those. Uh, just, I just wanted to say get fresh <laughs> It wasn't working out But yeah thanks to everybody And all of the members You weirdos in the get fresh crew <laughs> It doesn't mean that you have to be on the Patreon It's cool if you are but you're still listening to you're this a Everybody's weirdos. a weirdo And that's cool We're the weirdos mister They're like you're an old man get the hell out of here You're oh, not out in this school bus <laughs> the mind of a child. I'm like come on Feruza let's go We're the weirdos They're like who the hell is this Nev Get him the hell off the set. You're hanging out with like, a bunch of witches, Jim. I'm like, look at this. I'm, do that a, blood magic. I'm a good boy, witch. They're look do at that me. Blood magic. I'm like, Nev, I love you. You're the greatest. She's like, that guy can't be on the up and up. Nobody loves me anymore. I'm like, that's not <gasps> true. You're a jerk. Oh. Stop it, Nevy. Let's go, Farusa. Let's get it. I don't know the rest of them. Those are the only two I know. No, from the what's, crowd. Rob, what's one? Robin, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Robin, right. Robin Tunney. Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't know that name. Robin Wright, I do. I'm like, Robin Wright. Let's go. It's Robin hey, Tunney. My name. It's my name's Robin Tunney. I'm like, oh, well. I think she's the main character. Yeah, maybe. I thought Nev was the main character no, in that. she's and, not. Or maybe even like the, the Feruza book there. And she, I'm like, I don't know if I like you here in the water boy. Actually, I like you here. Get out of that water boy nonsense. Uh, but I yeah, like so all that, all you weirdos out there, thanks for pinking it up for this podcast. Again, remember, we have a Friday night podcast. The thank God it's Friday podcast. If you didn't listen to that this week, we did talk about Aquaman, the becoming. 
Eric is making me a believer so much. I put the Aquaman on my pull list. I, I wanted to give you the congratulations. You end up throwing it right in my face. Well, that's what and I do as a nine. We also ended up talking about Flash and Green Lantern. Eric was able to crack the code once again was of he? the Green Lantern. And then at the end, pretty much saying, I have no idea what's but, going on. Well, you, you had the idea. The funny thing is, you know, everything that's going on. But no, nothing is going on. It was kind of a combination. But yeah, make sure you, you check out all those. That's the whole rigmarole there. Shabang. So yeah, go over to the Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Follow back policy. Also go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can get reviews for most of the books that come out each and every week. And then, as we said, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science. You get a bunch of things, including that spotlight, but a lot of other shows. In between filling in the cracks, Eric, all that. Did you say the Instagram one? I did not yet. Yeah, I did at the beginning, but the Instagram okay. is also a science comic. I do. I end up getting excited and putting up stuff on that. And then I sit there. I'm like, why am I so excited about this and, and not the Twitter now? I don't know. I get obsessed with stuff. Grass is always greener. I ended up putting up, you know, little mini reviews and things like that. I'm like, here's my review of Eric last night. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, dude. I put nine out of ten. Uh, but yeah, and also, if you could, speaking of that, if you could rate and review us, that'd be awesome too. That's the you know the least deal that we could ask. I guess please, please. I don't know. It'd be nice. I and mean, we don't beg. We don't have contests. But it's because weirdos don't need that. Damn Eric, to get fresh crew, er, er, they don't think they'll fuck. They don't need to get a trade. I mean, the idea. Oh, give me a trade if you do this. Eh, whatever. It's my trade. I'm looking right now. I have so many. I we really could have that contest. You might get a moldy trade, but isn't that the fun of it? No, isn't that isn't that (laughs) that isn't like a blind box deal? Like something that might actually have like bodily fluid. That might be a terroristic threat. If I look right now, I'm going to reach through. I hope I don't disconnect. Oh my god, did I disconnect us? Are you still there? Okay. Did you hear something go? Right now, I'm getting it. I end up. Oh my god! I don't know what you're doing with stuff. I'm trying. I'm trying to hear. Wait a minute. Stop. The show is almost over. Don't fuck this up. I'm trying to get this, Eric. I'm going over here. Just wait, okay, Eric. I'm I'm grabbing. I got three trades. I just grabbed them off the towering, leaning tower. I have, and I forgot about this. Here's the first trade that that you could win, but I just love the idea. Like, hey, everybody, here's some trades I have that won't be yours. Catwoman Volume Eight, Run Like Hell. The Frank Thierry run. Okay. Forgot about that run. Actually. Me too. That's crazy. I also have Batman Volume 7 Endgame. Snyder and Capullo. That is a hardcover, Eric. Oh, my God. You can't win that one. And then the last one. Right now. This one's for Eric. The Burnside Batgirl. This is Volume 3 Minefields. Boom. There's three I grabbed. They were kind of falling off the desk. And really, it's one of those. Would that be me? Giving people that as a win or these like rescue trades because they are having some problems. Well, with all but, the problems they have because they're being in your basement and around you, it's, uh, I, I'm telling you, you can't put that shit through the mail. That is biohazard. That's the thing. If you don't rate and review, I'm sending this shit to you and it might start, you know, one of those big pandemics I'm or so something. I'm happy you don't know where I live. I'm smelling. Oh, it smells better. That was the Batgirl one. I don't even remember. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's the Burnside Becker. But hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you for joining me once again. Eric, that is it for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. A little extra kind of sections and stuff like that. We'll see how that goes. But Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Bing bong.
You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.